Stand by for a start. Warm analysis and markets, plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's Thoroughbred Racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. And a very good morning, everyone. Racing HQ for your Saturday morning. The show rolls on. The carnival rolls on. It's got a long tail. And now it's Kembla Grange's turn. Centre stage today for the running of the gong. Really excited for this race. It was a cracker last year. Rio Dini, of course, was last year's winner of the race. Uh, Wild Planet, he ran fourth in it. He's there again this year. Will he lead up again? We'll chat to his trainer a little bit later. Michael Hawkes on the show. Pleased to say that Michael will be on. So too will John Sargent, Tyler Schiller, Nashra Willer, among other great guests on this morning's program. Here trackside, a little bit overcast at the morning. They have had some rain overnight. And without any further ado, let's get straight to the track manager, Dave Anderson, who's down here live with me as we broadcast from Kembla Grange this morning. Dave, how are you, mate? Happy Gong Day. Yeah, happy Gong Day to you, Luke. How are you going? <laughs> I'm going super. Uh, good to be down here with you guys. Uh, love coming to the to Wollongong. Been coming here on and off for about 12 years since I started calling with Sky Racing, and I just think it's fantastic that this meeting gets a real big day like this. Uh, a $1 million race, and look, Mother Nature, um, she's... Not being cranky, but she's played a little bit of a part because uh, we will be racing on a rain-affected track today, won't we? Yeah, unfortunately, that's the way that it's going to be. We um, went another further three mils of rain overnight and it rained from about 8.30 last night right through to about 3 o'clock this morning. And that rain just drizzled all night and it was quite annoying, which never gave it a chance to dry. And the track sort of walked really well when I walked it. Um, and Luke just put a horse over it with Brock and and came back and said it's just into the heavy range. So with the rain around and the forecast, we'll, we'll start off with a, an eight, which is unfortunate. We did near a gate during the week, um, hoping for this, hoping that it didn't rain too much. They were forecasting us to get about 15 mils and we've got 31 end up. So unfortunate, but that's what we've been dealt with. We're an outdoor sport. It is what it is, um, but it looks in fantastic condition. You must be pr pretty happy with how it presents. And we know during COVID, Kembla Grange did such a wonderful job in taking those Sydney meetings when we were in that weird period of our all of our lives, weren't we? So uh, we know this track is uh, one of the best and I'm sure it'll race well today, Dave. Yeah, well, it's just unfortunate that it's the way that it is and uh, it does race pretty good generally all of the time, mm. but um, it's just the way it goes, mate. Mate, uh, we know that when there's a little bit of moisture around, usually they like to get off the rail. Do you think that that might be the pattern of racing today? What are you forecasting? Yeah, I think they will. I think they will get off the rail a bit. That's generally how they'll do it. Um, they won't test it, so they just generally go just go off the fence. So that's it. But um, it is in good condition. Uh, team's done a really good job, and I'm very proud of them. And mate, uh, how long have you been down here at the controls as track manager? Oh, a little while. Probably the best part of 30 years. So yeah, it's a terrific job. Great place to live. Yeah, Illawarra is a fantastic place, and to be blessed with a million dollar race is just fantastic. Sensation. What do you love the most about this part of the world down here? Oh, I'd like to say the trainers, they're pretty good, but... Um, what about those pr price blokes? They, they, surely they'd rub a bit of salt uh, every now and then, you know? Yeah, they the do. Way, He's a bit Luke of a stirrer, Luke, but uh, <laughs> he's got a good trainer and his old man, but... Uh, 
No, they're fantastic. Uh, but what I do like about the place, it's just a great place to live. And yeah. Steve's come down on board now, and uh, he's out with the Blue Bloods at Shell Arbor and that on the beach. And, you know, he's that it's a bit different than Skane, just a slight upgrade. So, so define fantastic. it. What's a Shell Harbor Blue Blood? Uh, define that for our viewers. Well, probably listeners. a bit like yourself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's good. You like it, don't <laughs> you? Yeah, I love, I love it near the water. Don't <laughs> worry about it. that, buddy. Well, so is Steve. So yeah. that's a big selling point, so it's good. I did note he's looking rather fit. He must be doing the ocean swims or something there. Oh, uh, the CEO down here, Steve Keenan. I saw him out on the track. I mean, why would you allow him on the course proper this morning to, to do his normal workout? Couldn't you have just directed him somewhere else? Well, well, he's had a couple of sore ankles and he was uh, he's probably the only person happy with a bit of rain, a bit of giving it for him. So. 100%. No, he's going really well. He's a terrific person and uh, it's great to have him on board at the club. Uh, absolutely it is, mate. Uh, good luck today. Uh, it's going to be a super day. I'm sure a lot of people will be out here enjoying the racing and these good horses are here on show today, Dave, so good luck. No, thanks very much, Luke. Appreciate good it. Good on you, mate. There's Dave Anderson, the track manager here at Kembla Grange. So, as Dave told you, they've had 31 millimetres of rain for the week, three mil overnight, and that track just into the heavy range. It's a heavy eight. Having a look at the radar, um, Dave's already taken the headset off, but you, t- you told me off air earlier, sort of one to ten mils is that forecast for today. So we'll wait and see how that plays out. There's a little bit around on the radar, but who cares? Uh, get out here. Get out here and enjoy a top day of racing. Uh, if, you, if the rain does turn up and it showers, there's plenty of outstanding facilities uh, underground where you can cover up and enjoy a good day of racing down here in Wollongong, uh, which is, um, as we said, it's just fantastic that uh, we get a million-dollar race here, the third running of the gong today. Let's get to Steve Scollard, who's at the controls up there at Gosford on the Central Coast. Steve, good morning to you. Morning, Luke. How are you? Really well, mate. Um, How are things on the Central Coast of New South Wales this morning? You get any rain up there overnight? Yeah, we had 7 mil for the last 24 hours, and that's uh, 17... Well, since Thursday night when it started raining. Um, the weather's probably a little bit similar to where you are down in um, Wollongong. Um, just this light drizzle around, it's overcast. You, know, you can stand in it for 10 minutes and not get wet, but you just get damp. Um, and I think we're looking at that probably most of the day, the forecast. Hopefully this afternoon, forecast does say that it'll sort of sort of clear up a little bit. So, you know, our first race is 150, so we'll keep our fingers crossed. And what are you rated, Steve? Mate, I'll put it up as a soft six, but it's probably only just a soft six. Um, the track's actually in pretty good condition. Greg McFarlane, one of his riders, put one round for me earlier this morning. And, mate, it was probably right in that five to six range, but just because of the way the weather is, I've sort of gone with the six. Um, on a nice sunny day, you're going to five, and it, you know, it'll probably get up to a four. But uh, unfortunately, we haven't got a nice sunny day as of yet. Yes, well, I hope it comes, mate. Uh, you mentioned it's just light enough so you'd barely get wet. What about a skinny guy like me? Would I have to move around for it to sort of you, you, get me you wet, You would Steve? have to move. A more robust figure like myself, <laughs> I'd probably get a little bit damper <laughs> than you, mate. Love it, buddy. Uh, looks like a pretty good meeting up there, though, today. And uh, we know this track uh, drains very well, too. Yeah, well, mate, it will be. But uh, the, the rain we're getting, you know, I don't think the draining system will get a workout. You know what I mean? It's it's just that light. A bit, a bit similar to what Dave explained, what he's had down there. It's just quite yeah. light. More of a nuisance than anything. Um, but uh, uh, there should be no issues with the meeting. That should be the main thing. 
Will it get any worse, or you think a six is the right sort of range for the day? I guess it depends. Mate, I'm, it? I'm hoping a six stays in that range, mate. But uh, again, you know, once it opens up and if the rain keeps coming, you know, you know yourself gradually, they'll slowly get worse and worse, unfortunately. And that rail today? Uh, in the true, mate. In the true. Just like yourself, mate. You only tell the truth. Have a good day. Thank you, Luke. Bye. There he goes, the great man Steve Scollard there at Gosford. Uh, 17 mils since Thursday, soft six at Gosford today. To Brisbane we go. Ross Smith joins us for the latest on the track up there in Brisbane, which is Doombin today, the venue. Good morning to you, Ross. Hey, Luke, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Um, how are things in Brisbane this morning? Um, yeah, very overcast again this morning. We had a beautiful day yesterday. Um, bit of rain either side of us. We had a mil and a half overnight. Uh, come up with soft five this morning. Track was dried out very well yesterday. Uh, and got a great pad of grass on the inside. The rail's back at four metres. Fantastic. So four metres. Um, and did you say what you were rated there? I just missed that. Apologies, Ross. Yeah, we went to the soft five this morning, Luke. Five. Yeah, Terrific. track dried out well and yesterday. Wonderful. And, and what about forecast-wise today? Uh, is it just overcast? Is no sort of rain <laughs> lurking? Well, they actually forecasted nothing for today and we wake up this morning and we got a little bit of a drizzle happening, you know, before we got to work here. But, yeah, it's supposed to be cloudy most of the day. All right. We'll wait and see. Uh, have a good day, Ross. Good luck. Thanks, Luke. There he goes, Ross Smith. Uh, appreciate his time. Soft five there at Durban today. So there's some unforecast shower activity around punters. So if you are betting on Durban today, just keep an eye on that radar. Uh, keep an eye on your weather maps and obviously watch the coverage on Sky Thoroughbred Central throughout the day as well so you can be updated as to any unforecast weather which um, has broken there to start the day in Brisbane but hopefully it's just a shower or two and uh, nothing too significant to impact the racing. Cranbourne is the meeting in Victoria today. Ben Spelling joins us for the latest down there. Good morning to you, Ben. Morning, how are you going? Yeah, really well. How are things in Cranbourne this morning? What are you rated? Ah, it's nice at the moment. We've had a bit of a bit of rain come through last night, but we're uh, we're currently on a soft fight. Beautiful, mate. What about a rail there? Uh, the rail's at three metres for for Cup Day today. We put on uh, eight mils of irrigation yesterday because we weren't too sure if the rain was going to come, but come it did. We had eight mil last night, so. Uh, uh, track's kind of, kind of good. Just just into the soft five range, we, we'd probably actually get back to a good track if it doesn't rain today, but that's a bit in the lap of the, the weather gods. What are they saying with the forecast? Uh, they're saying uh, uh, 80% chance of 5 to 10 mil, but it's, it's a bit hit and miss with the humidity and possible thunderstorms and possibly nothing. So we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Good luck with the day, Ben. Thanks for your time. No worries. Bye. There's Ben Spelling. So 80% chance, 5 to 10 mils. Soft 5, that track's come up this morning. And we'll wait and see what uh, happens with the weather there today at Cranbourne for their cup meeting down there in Victoria today. Finally, uh, we'll get to Morfordville. Ian Whittison will join us in a moment to give us the latest on their track, other side of that track report. Brady Nixon with his trialers this morning. And I'll chat to Matt Dunn as well. He's got Tribeca Star in uh, the highway today here at Kembla Grange. Can he win another one? We'll see how that horse is going uh, after his great last start performance. Ian Whittison on, on the line. Good morning to you, Ian. 
Good morning. How's Morfittville looking for today? Yeah, Morfittville is looking really good. We've moved our rail all the way back into uh, true position on the main track. Um, we had 20 mil of rain on Thursday, um, so it's put us back a little bit. Uh, it was a soft seven straight up, um, but we we'll did the panel this morning. Panel's come back at a 6.33, which puts us into a soft six range. So we're uh, actually looking pretty good considering the amount of rain we've had. That's great to hear. And what about a forecast today? And any more rain coming? Uh, there's a possible shower too um, around. So I think the track will stay where it is. Hopefully if there's no more rain, it might get an upgrade somewhere mid-afternoon. But we're just going to have to wait and see, see how it goes. Understand. Good luck there today. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. Ian Whittison there, True Rail and a soft six to start off at Morfordville, 20 mils since Thursday and a shower or two around. We'll take a break. Brody Nixon, other side. Don't miss the Gong Race Day at Kembla Grange on Saturday, November 25. Here we go, racing in the Gong. See New South Wales' best racehorses compete for the $1 million Gong. This fantastic 10-race program also includes the $300,000 Wara. There will be loads of food trucks, the Canadian Club, Chance and cocktail bars to wet your palate, live entertainment and fashions on the field with over $10,000 in prizes to be won. The Gong Race Day, Saturday, November 25. Get your tickets now at moshticks.com. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Don't just get a forklift. Toyota Material Handling is having a massive clear-out of 2022 and 23 plated forklifts. Score great deals across a selected range of new Toyota forklifts currently in stock. Counterbalance and reach forklifts, walkie stackers and more. So if it's 22 or 23 plated, get a great Toyota forklift deal. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au Get a Toyota Supply. Offer ends December 31. Gallo's pies are the best pies in Australia. A deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom that's rolled extra thin, and a filling using only 100% lean Aussie beef. These pies are bursting with flavour. Hey Gallo, Friday is pie day. Yep, Rabs, Friday is pie day. So grab a Gallo's family pie, add some mashed potato, some veggies, and dinner's done. Gallo's pies, available in all Coles and Woolies stores. Gallo's pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back. Racing HQ on your Saturday. We're live on Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing this morning. You can also stream us via the Tab app. Brody Nixon joins us for a few trial horses for today. Good morning to you, Brody. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, everyone. I'm live at Kembla this morning, mate. We've had three mil overnight, and that track now just pushed into that heavy range, uh, heavy eight it is this morning. How does that affect your thoughts on the program? Um, it's not too bad, because I have saved most of my powder for today. I'm really keen to see how the track plays. As many um, listeners would know, most of my tips and my bets are often in the off-Broadway at the Provincials there, and I've come to know Kembla Grange 
Well, and I think quite well, not as well as many other New South Wales punters who have been in the game much longer than I have. But in the last couple of months, I've found Kemla Grange often you just need to wait to see on the day. And the last few weeks has been well off fence as it was last week. So I'm trying to find horses that are going to be off the fence all day and certainly getting towards the outside and hopefully landing on speed too. Let's uh, run through your trial horses. At Kimber Grange today, you've got Plundering, which is race three, horse number six. Yeah, we're getting to the time of year where we're going to get some sharp trial horses stepping out, but in regards to this race that we spoke about, the heavy range, I'm not too... Usually I'm not too keen to bet into heavy tracks, but when you look at horses that look for wet ground, this horse is proven on top of the ground and wet ground, and this preparation, he has never trialled better. His couple of trials were fantastic, especially his second one. was three and four wide throughout over 1,200 metres, and he just kept on coming. It was over the, yeah, 1,200 metres. He kept on coming, defeating men behind the money and Aunt Roberta. Now, they're stayers, but the way he went about it under Chad Schofield, and before that, he trialled extremely well behind Terra Mater, but we know Luke was sensational last night under Nash Willer over the shorter trip now. His first up run, he looked the winner with 200 to go before Gustus Asimo kicked back and his run completely came to an end. He looks primed to win this afternoon, 1,200 metres. We talk about this heavy rain. Now, it's not going to worry him. I think he might actually be a wet tracker. His best run at the Gold Coast, he absolutely ploughed through the heavy track as a early early on his career start number two, and it might just bring a few others back to the field. So I'm quite keen on him this afternoon. Five dollars, I still think, each way all day. That's plundering race three, number six at Kembler Grange today. We go up to Gosford, and you found one in race two, horse number one, Getty, on return. Yeah, I think this horse is going to be extremely hard to beat, Luke. He's extremely sharp. He finds a thousand metres now. A couple of horses drawn inside him are going to kick up. That's in flight from gate number one and kill gate number two. But I think Getty's just got far superior speed. Should be able to cross <laughs> lead. And I think win. Win's one of the brings one of the best provincial maiden form lines through the winter that I was just keen to follow wherever it went. And we've had winners galore come through it. Estriella took out that event over the 1,100 metres. I think it was a Gosford in June. Now Sicilian came out and won. Miss Emma was huge last week. We're narrowly going down. We saw Turbulent win extremely well on Tuesday. Tigers, Raw, Spring Lee. All these winners will be coming through. Rock Barton, the ice is a stayer on the up. And Getty ran third. He had to do it tough that day. He's very sharp. And he gets the 1,000 metres off a couple of hot trials. The latest in particular was eased right down on the line. And that horse coming down the outside was quite good. A horse called Tannenberg, who we saw last night, Luke, certainly steeped himself as a horse to follow. So Getty, he brings the right form lines. We're getting even money at the moment. He's going to get into about $1.90 when single benefactor comes out, but I'm really keen on him. Just don't want to get it too wet. Soft six or better is when I want to play. Have a good day, champion. You too, Luke. Brody Nixon uh, with his trialers on uh, Sky Sports Radio. Shortly to Matt Dunn. Have a chat to Matt about his highway runner today, Tribeca Star. Gee, wasn't he impressive? Last start at Rose Hill. Uh, that was on Golden Eagle Day. And look, I thought the track that day certainly favoured horses saving ground uh, on the rail. We saw the Golden Eagle winner uh, come up near the inside and he just sat back. Nash restrained him from a poor draw and he just circled them with 59 on his back. He's got gate one today and 
I'm interested how that might affect his price because <clears throat> we know, and excuse me, I've got something in the throat this morning. Uh, we know that Kemba Grange with that bit of moisture, we heard from the track manager as well, Dave Anderson, that the inside it can get that little bit heavier. Uh, but Nash on board, uh, the right man for the job. And we know Nash and Matt Dunn's strike rate together when they combine. He's on the line now. Matt, as I say, good morning to you, mate. Um, another great highway chance today in Tribeca Star, but he might just be a little bit better too than that sort of level. Good morning to you. Morning, how are you? Yeah, I believe he is. He's, yeah. um, good you know, he was um, dominant when he won his <laughs> highway the other day, and as the day went on, the win probably looked better. You know, it's probably, the, the track probably had a tendency not to, to be quite in favour of horses that, that did what he did, so... Um, yeah, yeah, I think he is. I think I mean he, he's a horse that I've probably got my top seed for country championships next year, early next year. Um, and uh, I think um, I think you like the wet too. Okay, well that's interesting. We'll talk more about that and and why you you're feeling that way about the conditions. He is placed on heavy already, but you piqued my interest when you said country championships because we know that race is fourteen hundred. Today's fourteen hundred. He hasn't been over the trip. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So, in your mind, that's no issue for Tribeca Star. No, not at all. You know, he's had the good grounding with a few runs over shorter trips, and um, I'm not concerned about the 1400 at all. I think that's probably going to be his distance, maybe maybe to a mile eventually. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think where he is in his prep, 1400 is perfect. Warwick Farm, the 12th of October, he ran third on a heavy eight behind Street Gossip and Parade. Is that what gives you confidence that he can handle the heavy eight today? Yeah, and coupled with the fact that his his work's probably a little bit better on on softish ground, um, you know, he's when he when he gallops on on ground that's you know quite firm, he's not quite as effective on soft ground. So look, I think he's he's probably um, given me plenty of plenty of pointers out. Obviously, having won on a heavy track before, uh, but as you said, he's performed on it, and I think based on what we've seen of him at home on softish ground, um, he'll uh, he'll deal with it very well. That's super interesting. Can you tell us more about that? What is it about his work on soft ground that's better? Is he running better time? Does he look better in his action? Um, uh, what exactly is it, Matt? Oh, yeah, a little bit of both, actually. I mean, he stretches better on on, heavy, on softer ground. Right. He, he, not that he runs runs quicker time because they don't. But, um, but you know, he just he just looks more comfortable. Looks looks to roll into his work better when he's got a bit of give in the ground. He's a, quite a big, heavy horse, and, and I'm not surprised by that. You know, he's. Uh, there's plenty of him, uh, and those types of horses probably appreciate a little bit of sting out of the ground. Um, not that we've had much of it of late, but um, you know, it's a test for him. And I suppose going to the 14 on the track that's going to be heavy, and he's probably where his drawn's going to be in the worst part of it. You would assume um, that, that's that's probably the only question if there is one. But um, I'm going in really confident. <laughs> Thanks for that subtle correction too. Um, you know, of course they don't run better time on soft ground. Um, I've asked better questions as host of this program, I would have thought. <laughs> Wish I could find one that could. <laughs> 100%. They'd win some races. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, good luck with him today, mate. Barrier one, you just leave that up to Nash? Yeah, just leave it to him where he gets to. I'd assume probably going to the 1400, he's going to find himself a little bit closer than what he was last start. And we sort of went back from a tricky gate last start as well. So, um, you know, Nash will figure out where he needs to be through the race. It's depending on tempo. And I'd assume we'd be looking to try to get to the middle in the straight. Um, and he's, uh, Nash is pretty good at that too. So I'm sure he can work things out. You pulled the other two out. Cepheus has come out of the gong. Emperor's come out as well. Yeah, just the heavy track. Cepheus is um, hopeless on it, pretty much. And 
Okay. Um, I wouldn't see him being competitive on that ground and, and um, Emperor, uh, not that he's sort of been exposed to it too much. Um, but, uh, you know, he's a, he's a thick set horse and there's a nice race for him uh, next, next, next Saturday. I think it's benchmark 78-1100, so we'll just hold him over until that just to ho- hopefully we get, um, we get a better surface. What about Golden Decayed in race four at uh, Doombin today, horse one? Yeah, he was good last start. Uh, and I think the increased trip will certainly suit him. His best part of his race was the last 100 last time out. He got beaten, actually, for the 100 metre mark, but sort of fought back really well. So uh, they've, they've, they haven't missed him with weight. He's sort of going up three and a half, which is um, a bit of an impost, particularly on a horse like him, because he's not that big. Um, but oh, I suppose he's got that for a reason. He, he's got the best form in the race and, you know, in all reality, he probably should have won his last two. He, you know, he, he got some severe interference to start before last, and and still ran pretty good. So um, he probably deserves it. But, um, he's uh, he's a he's a really nice competitive little horse. He saves his best to a race day. Don't see much of him at home, um, but but um, he certainly um, he goes to a, to a better level when uh, when when game day comes around. So no, he'll run really well. Actually, I, I like the way he's going. I like the way he's done since his last run. And as I said, um, I think the step to thirteen fifty will certainly help him. Matt done with us this morning. Made a team going to Grafton tomorrow. I just wanted to ask you about written fame in race five. Um, what happened at Grafton? Did you find anything amiss? Uh, look, not really. You know, he, he um, sort of eased him out of it, thinking there was a problem. But uh, as it turned out, he bed him the next day and he was fine. Uh, he's trialled well since. Um, maybe the, the really firm track was quite hard that day. Um, maybe some of those horses just doesn't want to stretch out on that sort of ground. Um, he gets softer conditions um, tomorrow. So he gets his chance to turn things around for sure. And he needs to. You know, he's... Um, He's, he was he was disappointed last night, but I think there's reasons for it. I think the main one is just that that really firm track, um, and uh, he'll bounce back. I think he'll run very well. Mate, appreciate your time as always. Have a great day. Pleasure. Thank you. There's Matt Dunn uh, joining us on uh, Racing HQ. We've got the CEO Steve Keane standing by as well. Uh, he can wander over if you like, Steve. Uh, come and join us on set here. Uh, Steve's been down here a few months as the uh, CEO of Kembla Grange, doing a super job and certainly very experienced, running uh, big carnival days uh, after his time in Wagga and also Scone. And as I say, good morning to you, mate. Uh, how was the jog this morning? Everything sweet? Yeah, no, I've recovered. And, uh, yeah, def- definitely an eight. Uh, if I was one of the jockeys, I'd be looking for the lane that I ran in and yep. try to avoid it. So there might be a bit of moisture coming up from where I was. So. But, yeah, no, Dave and the team, It's it's been a tricky week. And, um, yeah, they've, they've handled it really well. And, um, yeah, credit to them that we've, we've got a racing surface that, um, yeah, we're ready to go on. Excited for the day. Um, it's just fantastic that Kemmer Grange has got a big race. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's big races here, group races. Uh, we know that. But uh, a million-dollar race that attracts these really good horses um, is, is just fantastic. And the third running this year. Yeah, that's right. It is exciting for the club and and the community as well. They've got right behind this race, and, and we see it going from strength to strength each year. So, um, look, I'm fortunate enough that I've had the baton passed over and in the club's in a great position. So we look forward to not only growing this day moving forward, but, but other race days as well. So it's a million dollars is a lot of, lot of money for a, a race these days. Um, look, my horses, I'd be happy to win a maiden at Corindai. But, um, but yeah, a million dollars is, is something, it's, it's special and um, it's, it's not something that we take lightly. So it's an exciting day. Have you felt the community support as far as this race day? We know, look, 
it's a little bit gloomy today, but who cares? Uh, I'm sure they'll still get out here and enjoy it. Do you feel that that it's it's a bit of a talking point around the town? This yeah, race? absolutely. They they feel like it's the Illawarra feels like this is their race. Their race so yeah. um, you know. Congratulations to Race New South Wales for having the foresight to put the race on, and and as you said, like even though it's a little bit overcast today, if anything, I think that'll help us because it'll keep it a little bit cooler. Um, the the patrons won't won't uh, burn out there under the sun. It, it'll um, keep it a nice, comfortable temperature, and you know we've got something for everyone. We've got plenty of bars, and there's plenty of food outlets. So oh, I think you'll find that. Um, the, the local community will rally and they'll they'll turn out in their droves. How long have you been down here, mate? Enjoying it? Yeah, been down here since the end of July and yeah, yeah, as Dave alluded to, happened to live down in a nice part of the world near the near the beach and um, yeah, no, nah, yeah, definitely liking it. Still got to work on my uh, my uh, beach body yet, so <laughs> but we, we might need another prep for that one. But uh, yeah, no, nah, loving it. It's it's a great lifestyle down here. You, you're so close to Sydney, like to to shoot down to Sydney, it's like just over an hour. Um, but yeah, you get you get to live near the beach, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a great start to my life down here. Uh, outstanding to hear, and I mean a lot of trainers are getting here now too. Mitch Beer's moved, um, the price team's become bigger, the, they've got the base up here, they have done for a few years now, so um, that must give you good confidence as well, the trainers are wanting to train here at Kembla Grange, because it's a great facility to train horses. Yeah, that's right, and, and I think you'll see by the investment race New South Wales have, have put into the complex while with the Beegrass um, reconstruction happening at the moment, um, and as I said, yeah, I, I made a comment last night at the Calcutta that you know, if, if we're training from here, if you've got that city-class horse, it's only an hour down the road. Yep. But, like, we've all been in horses. We, we know you, you, they're not all city winners. Mm. Um, you can also go, you know, you've got uh, Canberra, you've got Goulburn, and you can go down the south coast. So you, you can really cater for everything. Um, yeah, and, and there's some exciting things in, in the pipeline with Racing New South Wales and, you know, the potential to build new stables once the, the Beegrass reconstruction's finished in about 12 to 18 months. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's just going to be an exciting time. That's great to hear that investment from Racing New mm. South Wales. The Beegrass, how's yep. that all coming along? That, that'll obviously be a great training facility. And that, will that yep. be the track that they trial on when that's up? and running or will that be just for galloping? Yeah, no, that will actually be able to race on it. Similar, oh, really? similar to what uh, Newcastle do with the Beaumont. Wow. So, yeah, there's a lot of work's going in. So, um, around the, the, the bend towards the highway, uh, it was in right, a low-lying area. So, you know, it, it, when, when we get heavy rain, it was the first thing to go under. So, we've raised that up um, changing the whole profile, putting drainage in and yeah, the idea is once it's ready then, then we have a, a second racing service available so it's um, not only will it be a great training service for the trainers um, yeah, we'll be able to race on it so if, if at any time there is some inclement weather and they need to flick us a race meeting we'll be ready with either one of the tracks How good's that? Mm. Good luck today um, What's your advice to anyone coming out? Oh, yeah, I say get here early, um, get your posse close to the fence, and uh, as I said, there's plenty of food trucks, plenty of bars, the cocktail bar will be up and running nice and early, so it's, I heard about it's, that. it's been pretty popular since I've been here, so um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great day. Have a good day, Steve. Thanks, Luke. There's Steve Keane, the CEO down here at Kembla Grange. When we come back, we'll kick off our interviews for the Gong Meeting. Hi, this is Dave Stanley. Racing HQ is coming to Mudgee to celebrate the Cup. Join us to experience the country charm of the Mudgee region. We'll be hosting the Calcutta on race day eve at the Oriental Hotel on Thursday, November 30. Then I'll broadcast Racing HQ live from the Ori on Cup Day morning. So come for breakfast, say day, and take advantage of free travel to and from the track. Don't 
miss Mudgee Cup Day, one of country racing's truly iconic cup meetings. At TAB, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1 to 6 at Kembla Grange, Cranbourne and Doombin, place a fixed odds win bet with the TAB app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday. TAB. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest, is having Australia's biggest Black Friday golf sale. So big it runs to November 28th. Big savings on leading golf brands, like a two-pack of tailor-made gloves, just $19.95, save $25. Over 40% off Cleveland Frontline putters, now $112. Nike Air Zoom Infinity Tour NXT Shoes, $169, save $60.95. And a 12-pack of Srixon Marathon softballs, $17.95. That's 40% off. Shop in-store or online at drummondgolf.com.au. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever, with its spacious seven-seat design, cutting-edge features, and stunning performance. The Kia Sorento will elevate your driving experience to new heights. The Kia Sorento, awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com/au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? And we're getting close to action now. They're all set. Signal from behind. There's the light. All clear. Racing now. Racing HQ. Racing HQ. Very exciting, Philly. Saturday racing with trainers and jockeys. Proud of the horses. Win last start was unbelievable. He travelled really nicely. He's just a fantastic racer. Plus all the form for today's feature race meetings. Here's your host, Luke Marlowe. Welcome back to Racing HQ, live from Kembla Grange this morning. Good to have your company. We're here trackside. Beautiful morning. Uh, a little bit of rain overnight. Uh, it's just pushed the track into a heavy eight uh, range. We had three millimetres. Uh, Dave Anderson, the track manager, reporting to me this morning that uh, it was just drizzling most of the night uh, up until about 3am this morning. So it hasn't had a chance to dry and just crept into that heavy eight range. But the course itself um, had a little bit of a look when I arrived on track. It looks in fantastic order and we're all set to go for a big day. The Illawarra Mercury sponsors the gong this year. Uh, this morning, Cepheus out, Banju out, super helpful out. Uh, it's heading to the prize, big prize money race at Canberra today. And also Penko at the moment is the reigning favourite, tab.com.au as we go to air, four past seven local time here at Kembla Grange. He is 3.30 for James McDonald and Chris Waller. And uh, I think Chris trained from memory four last night at Canterbury and J-Mac rode three and some of his rides were just crackers last night. Um, he's in great touch. Is Jay Mack coming off a big autumn carnival, or spring carnival, I should say, where he won four or five group ones down there in Melbourne. And Oaks at Cox Plate, a derby, uh, just knocking them in. Uh, detonator Jack on the second line of betting, $5. Uh, horse number nine, Waterford, at $6.50. He likes the wet. I'm keen to see him on the, the soft ground today, Waterford. I really think they could help him. Uh, Lock Eagle. I'll have to check if he's in the field uh, with the scratchings. I haven't done the calculations yet. Uh, $10. If he runs, he'll be right there with 52 Communist at 13 Surf Dancer at $14. Uh, 
Palmetto is a $23 chance. Speaking of Palmetto, his trainer is John Sargent, who joins me for a chat this morning to kick off our interviews here on Racing HQ of a Saturday. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, Luke. How are you this morning, mate? Uh, good start to the day? Yeah, no, good. Uh, bit showery here still in Sydney too, but uh, no, everything's gone to plan. Great to hear, mate. Fantastic to hear. Let's talk about Palmetto, uh, this horse in the gong today over the mile. He's had a good preparation for you. We know he won that lead up to the Five Diamonds, the Prelude. Talk us through his run in the Five Diamonds. What did you make of it? Yeah, first ride for Kobe, and he rode him very well. Probably didn't go hard enough for him, Luke. Um, when they sprinted about the six, he was off the bit a bit. But he did find the line well. Um, and um, now that we're back to a mile uh, on a wet track, could be right up his alley. He is a horse that John has won 1.1 million already. I mean, isn't that testament... Uh, to the great prize money here in New South Wales. Uh, I mean, he's a handy horse, but to break that million-dollar barrier, having won only six races and three minor placings, it's pretty handy for your owners, isn't it? Yeah, no, he's come from the deep south of New Zealand, and uh, I think he won a couple of guineas races down there on heavy tracks, and, um, you know, they were worth, I think, 60 grand each, so uh, they are amazed at the money. So, yeah, I said to them, well, look, if he comes through that last run, well, we'll roll the dice, and... Um, go on to the gong, another million dollar race. So that's what we're after and um, it looks as though we're going to have conditions to suit. Well, talk to us about that. Um, we know his heavy track stats. He's three out of four in the ground. Is this a big positive for him today? I think so. When he won in New Zealand and when they say it's heavy in New Zealand it's heavy, you know. <laughs> if you drop the carrot buddy, from the air, it would hit the ground and disappear. Um, and it's a lot different to a heavy, heavy track here, you know. So, uh, no, he can handle it. And um, any more rain during the day, that won't worry him. Plus the draw, I think, is probably shooting him being out a bit further because, as you know, they'll probably get to the outside of the track later on. We haven't really seen him on anything worse than a soft six here in Australia, John. So he finally gets those conditions that he was so effective on overseas. Yeah, that's right. I've been wanting to hear the Kiwis that own the horse keep telling me about how he likes it heavy. Well, we'll find out today. There'll be no excuses uh, for sure. So hopefully uh, there's other horses, obviously, I see like wet too. But uh, at least we know it's in his, um, it's in his repertoire that he likes it. And uh, look, he's trained on well. Kobe knows him now. He runs on speed. Um, yeah, everything looks good. We just need a nice soft run and... Uh, it's up to the horse now to uh, produce it. What about casual connection in the first? He's very fit. Yeah, the reason I'll put him in, he was going up for a spell. It was just a run last start. He loves the wet too, so he'll probably get back a bit from that draw. But Lee knows him well. He's one on heavy tracks. And uh, and a nice big track like Kimber should suit him. But it's a good field. Um, obviously, the top weight, the one to beat, I think. And... Uh, and the bottom one, so, uh, but uh, I think the track being the state of it will suit him. So if it's a, if it's a real grind, that'll suit him. Mm. What about up at Gosford today, Balmero in the third? Uh, he looks well placed. That's a pretty winnable race. And it's a super maiden too. Yeah, that's what I've put him there. I've taken his blinkers off. He had them on earlier. He was a bit of a scared type of horse to get him to concentrate. But uh, he's working well enough without them. He should get a soft run. And uh, 
bit of jar out of the track. So I'd like to see him front up today. He's had enough runs to be fit and um, and uh, be very competitive there today. As you say, should Mitchellville get a nice, quiet running behind the speed? What exactly was he scared of, John? Um, not winning, I hope. I hope not, no. He was out of horses. He was always looking. A lot of pyros are. But, yeah, let's hope today he's not scared of winning a dead right. <laughs> well, was, he, was he just a bit field shy, that sort of thing? Is that what you're sort of yeah. alluding to? Yeah, he was. He wasn't taking gaps and, and gallops and whatever, so I put the hood on. But he's been galloping now very well, um, coming between horses and whatever. So I decided to take them off. That can often work too, taking the hood off so, as well as going on. So let's hope that uh, that helps today. He's getting his confidence. Uh, Canberra as well. Good meeting down there with a $200,000 feature race. You've got two runners. Race two, number three, Reliable Dude, and race six, number eight, D Vizino. Your thoughts on those runners? Yeah, Reliable Dude's had a good break, but it's had enough. Uh, two trials to get fit and gone a mile first up. He's a real staying one pace type horse, but the jar out should be just nice for him. They had a bit of rain there. It's a six, I think. So he'll get a soft run from the door, and um, he's definitely each way. And Devazino disappointed last start. Hopefully it was a heavy track at Hawkesbury. Um, today he'll get back from the door. And let's hope he can um, front up and reduce the win today. It's, it's not a strong field. And, um, you know, he should be hitting the line strongly. You got a feel as to what your best chance is of a winner today? Hopefully it's a goal. Mm, Palmetto, race seven. Good luck, mate. Thanks very much, guys. Champion. John Sargent joining us on Racing HQ this morning. Palmetto, as we discussed, uh, he gets onto that soft ground. It's interesting, isn't it, that he he hasn't really been on it since he's been in Australia. But uh, the stats, I mean, they tell, a, tell us a bit, don't they? Um, two wins from three. And he's had five runs for the preparation. So, you know, he's going to be rock hard and he's a winner two back detonator jack that form ties in with him he went on to run third in the five diamonds and he pushed out to 1800 meters last start look he he failed at 2000 last preparation so maybe that mile is just his sweet spot today which he comes back to but i think i mean everything hinges on where where osipenko's at we know he's he's had the little setback but he hasn't missed a lot of work according to uh what we've been told uh from the the stable He's the class horse. He's third in a group one behind Mr. Brightside, two back. That good weight for age form. We know how good Mr. Brightside is. Uh, narrowly beaten in a Cox Plate subsequently in that preparation. So I think he's the real key to the race. He's got a lump 58 and a half uh, on a heavy track, Osipenko, but I think class will take him a long way. Um, I've been correctly informed by a few listeners that Lock Eagle is in the field, and I think that's significant, uh, particularly with 52 on his back. Chris Lees has him in the race, fifth up. He likes heavy. He was dominant last start with Nash Willer on board with 59, and he gets the nice weight drop today for Reese Jones. Speaking of Nash Willer, he's our next guest this morning on Racing HQ. He's on the line. Nash, good morning to you. You got us there, Nash. Good morning, mate. Might have dropped out, has he? We'll get back to him. We'll get back to him in a sec. Um, gee, rode well last night at Canterbury. Uh, rode a horse called Tannenberg uh, in uh, the maiden. It was race three on the card, and Nash just got the best out of him that last 50 metres to really surge. And I, I think he's a promising horse. He's only had two starts. And I, I knew he'd 
he'd come late, calling the race, so just, just keeping half an eye on him back in the field because uh, you were just waiting for the surge and it came much to probably the... Uh, the detriment of some punters who were on the short prize favourite vanquished. He looked home. He was heavily backed into odds on in that race and he led for a long way. He pretty much led for 1,245 metres of the 1,250 and Tannenberg just got him right on the post. Nash's other winner last night was Terramata and she could be a, a horse to follow this preparation punters the way she returned. Oh, she was dominant and she's super consistent, not missed a place in nine runs. Nash is back with us. Good morning to you, mate. G'day, Luke. How are you, mate? Yeah, super. Thanks for your time this morning, Nash. Good to speak to you. Gee, you're, you're riding well, mate. Uh, I called that meeting last night at, Cam- at uh, Canterbury and some of your rides were beauties. I love the fact that you started the program with some bad luck. J-Mac put you in that pocket, then raced two again. You had no luck, no fault of your own. But uh, you guys who are so experienced, you just know how to put that to a side, don't you? And you won race three and then won another race on the program. Talk us through that as a jockey when things go pear-shaped, um, how you just regroup and regather yourself? As a as a racing person, if, if you're not blaming me, who are you blaming for the first two? Luke? <laughs> I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just asking. No. Good uh, man. When, when there's... Um, I would have thought... When, when you have I, a bit I, of bad luck, as you for, did... Well, you... Sorry. When, when you have the bad luck, you, you, you cop the blame. Um, yeah, no, we're pretty... Pretty frustrating start of the night last night, but anyway, we bounced back. Um, yeah, you got to sort of uh, roll with the punches and, and put it behind you and um, look forward to the next ride. That's, that's, um, that's how you overcome those things. But, uh, yeah, thankfully, that the horse in the third race there, Tannenberg, you come out and, and won really impressively and got us back on track. Absolutely, mate. No, it's a, it's a credit to you guys. When things go wrong, as an athlete, as a competitor, um, you, you regroup so well. And that horse on him, Tannenberg, gee, his last 50 metres, Nash. What sort of feel did he give you last night? I know it's only a maiden uh, of a Friday night at Canterbury, but does he feel like a progressive horse? Yeah, I think he's really got really good upside. Um, he, he's still, uh, still learning his craft and... and um, you know, you can feel him sort of underneath you putting it together. But, uh, you know, he's got, got a lovely turn of foot and I'm, I'm sure he'll get out the sort of seven furlongs and, and a mile later on and, and, and um, be better again. So, no, he's a, he's a lovely progressive horse. You could follow his Absolutely. Confidence. And your other winner was... Yeah, your other winner was Terra Marta in the last for Jared Austin. Um, gee, she was soft late too. A nice turn of foot there to win the last. Yeah, lovely mare. Uh, she looks the... Um, she surprised me with a with a with a with a you know the sectionals she was able to run like she she sort of controlled the race there outside the leader and um, for a mare who also you know her best forms over fourteen hundred so so I sort of let her start the slide there before the corner and and um, her turn of foot was exceptional and good to see Jared Austin with another nice horse. Mm, absolutely it is, mate. Uh, let's talk about your rides. You must have been pretty flat this morning to to see some of your scratchings. You had a nice book. Um, you lost Lock Eagle in race six. He's got to run in the gong, but I'm tipping you could still bang a winner or two in. Uh, Tribeca Star in race number two. You won a highway on this Galloper last start coming from back. Um, did he impress you the way you won? He did, yeah. He, he's, uh, you know, obviously Matty's pretty sure he's going to handle the ground. He's, he's pulled the other two out. So, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I think that's a good lead. And um, he, he was very impressive there the other day at Rose Hill. Um, really sort of had no favours. We, we just had to sort of let him come back and 
fall into the fall into a sort of uh, you know memory of sort of three wide position there back in the field and and um, it was pretty much against the pattern of the way the races turned out that day. I, I sort of felt the the ground walking the track was fine where I come, but um, certainly as the day went on, the you know the, the the all the horses on the inside kept on winning. So um, you know it was probably another little push for him today. Absolutely, mate. Um, barrier one around Kembla Grange. Um, obviously, you don't ride here that often these days, but uh, during COVID, we raced here quite a bit at Kembla Grange. Do you feel the inside gate is a hindrance or a positive for this horse today? Because he, he looks a big striding type of animal. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll take bar- barrier one any day. Um, mm. You know, you, you know uh, it's always easy to get off the fence than it is to, to find it. So... Um, yeah, look, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure I can sort of give him his chance. It's a lovely big long straight there at, at, at Kembla Grange. Um, you know, you'd imagine, I don't think it, that will, as the day progresses, we'll be sort of fighting over to be on the fence. But, um, you know, from, from there I'll be able to manoeuvre him to where I need to get to. Race 8, 11-11 uh, in the Warra. He's got some amazing stats, this horse. Um, what about this? At the track, he's four out of four. At 1,000 metres, he's four out of four. He resumes today, though. He's had 10 runs first up and never won a race. So there's some stats that we love about him today and, and some stats that you just scratch your head. But um, you haven't been on him in the trials, but he appears to be going OK off that recent second in a barrier trial behind military expert, Nash. Yeah, look, he's, you know, he's, he's just a, been a great old campaigner, hasn't he? He's, he's got... Uh, Every every uh, preparation, he's been able to set him for a race, and, and he's been able to deliver. So, um, you know, obviously this is probably not likely to be his main goal, but um, he'll be looking towards Magic Millions. But yeah, uh, it'd be it'd be nice to see him come back today and, and sort of, um, you know, probably settle in the in the back half of the field, I would imagine, and and, and be looking to sort of uh, swoop late and. Um, yeah, he's a horse you'd never underestimate in a race like this. For sure, mate. Um, obviously disappointing today. You had seven rides and only two left with scratchings, but it is what it is. I guess you've just got to roll with the punches, don't you? Yeah, yeah. No, look, look. I had a just a, just a magic book on paper, and um, you know that's that, that, that's uh, that's what the weather gods can do to you, isn't it? Um, but that uh, mm. yeah, we'll keep punching, mate. We'll look, look forward to. Um, as you say, bang a one in today and one or two and um, look forward to next week. While I've got you as well, uh, just reflecting on last week, um, the hunter you rode, Marzu. I mean, we've just got to give kudos to the winner, don't we? Cole Crusher. I doubt Winks would have run him down last week, mate. Um, gee, he was some win. Oh, yeah, track I thought he was exceptional. Tough. Yeah, I thought he was exceptional. Mm. Cole Crusher, um, they, they, they really... Uh, you know, I thought Rachel King sort of set outside um, Cole Crusher there and controlled the speed and, and kept it very honest. Um, and he was able to kick off at sort of 600 from the home. And, and, and look, um, you know, I just thought he would have been a little bit vulnerable the last 100, but my bloke, my bloke Marzu, uh, you know, I, I felt went into the race in exceptional order. Just had nothing to answer, but um, you know, I think by that stage of the day, maybe the firm track may have, may have had something to do with it too a little bit, or and um, 
Yep, you could take nothing away from the winner. He was unbelievable. Mm. And rematch in the highway last week. That was vintage Nash, mate. Uh, not sure how you managed to get him home there. Oh, you got to, you know, keep turning up. you got to pull one out every now and again, don't you? Absolutely. Mate, what's the plan uh, for you now? Obviously, Carnival's sort of slowing down a little bit. Uh, Will you just keep rolling through, or what are your plans going forward for the next few months? Um, Look, just keen to to sort of uh, look after my body a bit over the next sort of six or eight weeks as far as weight-wise. I I, 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 um, just feel that I've been really battling to ride the 56s lately, and... um, I, I think if I can just sort of keep getting focused and and, and um, ride a little bit heavier over the next month or so, it'll do me body good. I can, I can uh, keep turning up and enjoying my work and, and, and then, um, you know, really focused on the Autumn Carnival. Um, yeah, um, obviously Magic Means is in between there, but, um, mm. you know, to be quite honest... Um, this stage is, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll see how this bike comes back today. I, I guess he, he might, he'll be going up there for the Magic Nunes. Um, yep. So, yeah, look, it's uh, it gives you something to look forward to, and um, yeah, we'll just keep turning up and getting, you know, keep, keep the winners rolling. And hopefully, when I, you know, new strike rate's really good at the moment. I feel I'm riding well, and and um, just want to try and keep it rolling. Mate, I, I feel you've you've never ridden better. I mean, uh, you're into your 40s now, but you just look so fit. You're still as strong as ever on them. And um, I mentioned rematch. He wouldn't have won without you last week. So um, keep it up. Uh, are the night meetings a little bit of a, a help with your weight? Uh, having ridden late of a Friday night and then the short turnaround to Saturday, does that help at all? Or is that even harder to keep it under control if you're uh, trying to sweat or whatever? Um, yeah, look, I'd sort of find... Nowadays, generally, it's, it's I, I find it better to set myself that, that three days in between. You know, I'm mainly only riding on Wednesdays and, and the Saturdays, so that sort of works well for me. But um, you know, while these night meetings are going, they, uh, you you got to take your hat off um, with that Canterbury night meeting now. Like um, it's getting a lot of lot of support from crowds with younger kids. You know, they're bringing their kids there to, to sort of enjoy the night out and. Um, <coughs> It's, it's really tremendous. I, I find it a great atmosphere and, um, you know, it's, it seems to sort of bring people to the races that generally wouldn't go. So um, I think that's a fantastic positive. Always good to speak to you, Nash. Have a good day. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Luke. Good on you, mate. There's Nash Rewilla joining us for a chat on Racing HQ this morning. Yeah, he's been knocked around by scratchings this morning with his book of rides, but uh, Tribeca star, obviously hard to beat in the highway. Um, as well. We'll take a break on Racing HQ Saturday. When we come back, Tyler Schiller's ahead on the program. So too, Michael Hawkes and Paul Snowden. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest, is having Australia's biggest Black Friday golf sale. So big it runs to November 28. Big savings on leading golf brands, like a two-pack of tailor-made gloves, just $19.95, save 25. Over 40% off Cleveland Frontline putters, now 112. Nike Air Zoom Infinity Tour NXT Shoes, $169, save $60.95. And a 12-pack of Srixon Marathon Softballs, $17.95. That's 40% off. Shop in-store or online at drummondgolf.com.au. 
Hi, this is Dave Stanley. Racing HQ is coming to Mudgee to celebrate the Cup. Join us to experience the country charm of the Mudgee region. We'll be hosting the Calcutta on race day eve at the Oriental Hotel on Thursday, November 30. Then I'll broadcast Racing HQ live from the Ori on Cup Day morning. So come for breakfast, say day, and take advantage of free travel to and from the track. Don't miss Mudgee Cup Day, one of country racing's truly iconic cup meetings. Don't just get a forklift. Toyota Material Handling is having a massive clear-out of 2022 and 23 plated forklifts. Score great deals across a selected range of new Toyota forklifts currently in stock. Counterbalance and reach forklifts, walkie stackers and more. So if it's 22 or 23 plated, get a great Toyota forklift deal. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au Get a Toyota forklift. Season supply. Offer ends December 31. Gallo's Pies are the best pies in Australia. They are my favourite pies. A deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom that's rolled extra thin, and a filling using only 100% lean Aussie beef. These pies are bursting with flavour. Lean beef, curry beef, chunky steak, beef and mushroom, plump chicken breast. There are plenty of mouth-watering Gallo's Pies to choose from. Gallo's Pies in all Coles and Woolworths stores. Gallo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Racing HQ on your Saturday. Good to have your company this morning. I'm live from Kembla Grange for the running of the gong today. We've told you this morning we're dealing with a heavy eight track after three mils overnight. I just spoke to Nash Rewilla. Great to speak to Nash. Um, we touched on his strike rate. During that interview, well, at the Metropolitan Arena this season, Nash riding at 22.6%. He's got a better strike rate than J-Mac. Um, he's got the best of any jockey in the Metropolitan area. He's won 30 races. And our next guest shortly will be Tyler Schiller. He's won 31 races. Uh, gee, what a season Tyler's having. He currently leads the New South Wales Jockey Premiership on 53 winners for the season. 15%. He's won $8.6 million in stake money. Uh, might have to snip him. He's going pretty good. Uh, he's done a great job since coming out of his apprenticeship. He's got a strong book of rides today. Ash Morgan up there in that New South Wales Jockey Premiership as well, having a really good season. 47.5 winners. Uh, striking at 16.8%. Jason Collett, 44. Clayton Gallagher, 43. Aaron Bullock, 41. Currently the standings in the New South Wales Jockey Premiership at the moment. And the ranks just continue to get stronger and stronger all the time. We know the, the depth of the metropolitan room, but even at the provincial and country level uh, now, we know the, the good prize money on offer here in New South Wales and a lot of people uh, made the move. There's a, a few uh, guys just come down from uh, Singapore as well. Louis Bozalan saw him at the trials recently. Uh, he's made the move across. Uh, Hevelin Vanderhoven, he's having a pretty good season. Uh, he's got the visa that he can ride for all stables now. I think he was restricted to just riding for Baker uh, at one stage of his career. And, uh, yeah, 16 wins for him. So that's a look at the New South Wales Jockey Premiership. Looking at the tab.com.au markets for Kembla Grange today, the Warra. We've got last year's winner there, Athelric. He's $13. Uh, he won the race last year, but uh, not favourite. Brudenell currently $4.20 at the head of that market. He's an honest horse. Uh, he should be uh, ready to go fresh. He's an athletic type. 
and he's the sort of horse that I think will skip over the ground pretty well today. Dragonstone, he's uh, raced at this meeting the last uh, two years, I think. Uh, he's 4.40, uh, now with Joe Pride, and I'm sure he will uh, be ready to go fresh. Insurrection coming off uh, a fourth first up at Ramwick. Uh, that was behind Hard to Say, and, yeah, Michael Friedman's got him in, in good order. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And Bacchanalia, he uh, disappointed at Caulfield 63 days ago, but he's had two trials to get ready, and if he finds his best form, I mean, why can't he do something uh, in that race as well? That's the Warra. Other races of interest, uh, race number one, Lyrical Gangster was the subject of some pretty good early support with tab.com.au. $4 they went up. He was quickly into 470 And I know a lot of punters, when the, the juice is in the track, uh, they certainly like these horses down in the weights. Um, it's just that little bit easier. You want something with a bit of fitness, something with a, a lightish weight. On the other end of the scale in that race is Touristic. Well, can he carry 61 to victory? He's third up, but 61 on a heavy eight. It's not going to be easy for him. And... Uh, We'll chat to his trainer in a moment, in fact, right now, because uh, Paul Snowden, who's co-trainer with his father, Peter, prepares Touristic, and they've got a good team in today here at Kembla Grange. Paul, good morning to you. Welcome to Racing HQ. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, really well. Thanks for your time this morning, mate. Uh, Touristic, just talking about the 61 in these soft conditions. Uh, not going to be easy for him, but this horse is pretty genuine. Do you think he can run a bold race today? The way he's coming off the track this morning, mate, I, I really do think so. He's feeling feeling pretty well about himself. So, like you say, he's got the big weight, but he's got some good soft uh, credentials to his in his favour. And, um, you know, off that good draw, if he can lay up sort of in that three-pair sort of range midfieldish there today, it'll give himself every chance. I reckon he'll like going up in trip too because he got off the bridle a long way from home last start there at Rose Hill at 1,800 metres, but he just kept coming, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Obviously, it's going to certainly help him, um, you know, that extra little bit of trip, but being the track the way it is, um, you know, might not sort of have that solid tempo in it. Things sort of run a little bit sedately where he can sort of travel and keep him up on the bridle. So I think that might be the key to, to him today. And, as long as he can travel where he's happy, um, you know, hopefully he can offset that weight and, and run really well. Talk to us about working horses race morning. Is that something that's sort of common practice now? He'd just go out, stretch his legs. Um, what does he do the morning of a race? Yeah, look, it's each their own. We, we've always done it, just a little light trot, little canner, just like you just sort of go around, mm. jog around the block or so, or a couple of laps around the over before you go and run on, just a bit of a warm-up, just to make sure everything's fine, yeah. their action's good. Um, obviously, their vitals are checked in the morning, temperatures ate up and things like that, so all little things, and, and I think it helps. They're still staying in some sort of a routine that they're used to, um, obviously getting worked most days, and... Yeah, just keeps the lid on everything. Um, stop that sort of nervous energy on the day as well. Yeah, interesting. And what he's bouncing around uh, this morning, is he? He's feeling well. Like a second-hand lawnmower, mate. Uh, that, that doesn't sound real good, a second-hand lawnmower. What are they he meant was, to run well, are they? He's playing, playing right up, he was. Oh, sorry now, I'm with you. <laughs> so is that typical for him or is he a bit of a rogue like yourself or he's just feeling good? No, he's, he's, he's quite he's quite placid. He's, he's very easy to deal with and 
just seeing the way he yeah, was right. this morning. Um, yeah, he's, he's very fresh. He's very well. So, um, yeah, he doesn't do that often, but we had to look twice to make sure it was the right horse at first. And uh, wow, definitely okay. want him. Watch this space. He's uh, ready to rock and roll. Race four, Miss Hellfire. You would have been happy with her return. And um, was she off a bleed in that race? Yeah, she's out, mate. We'll save her for another day. Um, okay, she's come she's, out. She's, yeah, she's already out already. So um, she won't. She won't be taking part. Just a bit too wet for her. What about the two-pronged attack in race number six? Uh, you've you've pulled out Tazarel. Uh, just the same. Don't want to start him off on a heavy. No, he he doesn't like it. Um, he's got the option of running next week in the festival, which is uh, looks okay. like a nice race for him. Um, you know, big numbers today. Hopefully, our thinking is maybe it might be a little bit um, lacking in depth there next week. So we'll see how we line up when the noms come out. Obviously on Monday, but uh, he's a really he's going really well. The horse uh, did a little bit of work this morning. He'll do another piece of work in the lead up to next Saturday on Tuesday, but. Uh, very happy with him. Just need a bit more firmer footing and substantial. Um, his runs have been super in Melbourne. I thought first up there was a couple of late scratchings that took all the speed out of the race. He's a horse that needs to get cover and relax. Um, he jumped and logged nearly outside leader and was okay fresh for him. But um, it was good to see how what he did off a bad draw. He had to go right back at Flemington last start and he continued to make good ground uh, to the line without any luck. So. He's one that'll that'll certainly sort of get through these wet conditions as well. Mm, absolutely, well, we're just watching that vision on Sky Racing uh, now. He closed off nicely and third up to the preparation. Um, he's one of these imports. Um, have you noticed anything different with him this preparation? Is he starting to really enjoy his time in Australia? Yeah, he's a good stable horse. He enjoys life in the yard, and yeah, I think you often see that when they come over, they sort of stand in the paddock a bit. They just don't know what they're doing because they've always been in, in inside and and uh, in that in that stable environment. But um, no, it's, it's certainly working things out. It's certainly improving on one prep to the next. You, you, you can you can feel that straight away when they do come back and he fits that criteria. I'm sure they all enjoy stable life at Snowden Racing. There's a pretty good life there. I would have thought. Get looked after, get brushed, fed up well, worked. A bit like yourself, Lou. Um, <laughs> I didn't get fed that well. Have you seen me? <laughs> Might need a worm or something. Oh, I need something, mate. Uh, I just need a kick anywhere. Uh, Kem, uh, Cranbourne today as well, sending two down. Um, race three, number one, Revolutionary Miss. Thoughts there? Nice barrier? Yeah, look, she just needs to get a little bit of cover. She tends to do overdo it just a tad when she does lob in front. She's such a good beginner, and especially off this good draw today. I still don't want to lead. Um, it just makes her a touch vulnerable. Um, so we'll be telling Geordie just to try and take a sit as best you can. Um, just as long as one cross she'll drop a bit lovely. And she, even though she's got a big weight, uh, she still marries up well with the, the, the uh, likelihood of the other runners against against the weight with her. So happy with the runner today. There's every chance she'll probably back up next week. Um, in the mile race there for Phillies and Mares um, with a bit of black type about it. So, it's, yeah, it's always in the back of our mind to back up again uh, next Saturday. Newcomer to the barn in race eight, Alicia Roma. Um, what have you learned about her in the short time you've had her? Yeah, look, um, she's quite an enthusiastic man. She certainly knows what she's there for. She's very quick. Um, she had a jump out last Friday week at, at Flemington and uh, just did it with relative ease. Um, obviously, you know, we're sort of jumping a few grades, but I, 
don't think she's too far off the mark. What a lovely, would have liked to draw on a, a nice gate. Um, just make her job a little bit easier. We've drawn wide, so I think there's only sort of one way to ride her, and it's sort of you know she goes and she goes quick. So um, I think maybe just how much work they make us do to get across will determine sort of you know how much she's got left at the end. But she's going to improve again. There's another race for her down the straight in three or four weeks after today. Um, and that's that will be the next step for her, but it'll be good to get her back to the races and learn learn a bit more from her. Finally, mate, one at Gosford today, race two, number one, Getty. How's he come back as a three-year-old? I see he's won a recent trial. Yeah, look, he's, to be yeah, be honest, it's been a bit frustrating at times. Um, he shows a lot of ability to horse and probably hasn't lived up to that yet, but um, mm. there's a few coming out. Um, we're just going to let him sort of begin and let him be where he's happy, so if that means um, I would assume taking up a forward role there today from that wide draw or we'll just drop in if they want to go a bit hard for us but um, I can see him jumping well and putting himself up on speed and if he can do that um, I think he can run well he just needs to get the job done Yeah, second horse in that trial won impressively last night, why is he not living up to expectations at the moment is it his mental application What what's the story, can you put your finger on it at this stage? Yeah, early on he, he was, his attitude was a little bit poor uh, as a cult and Obviously, we, we made that decision to geld him, but I think um, a couple of times we sort of made a little bit of a blue, I think just taking, trying to get him to settle and relax, and I just think he's a he's a fast horse that needs to keep happy and keeping his rhythm, so that's how we'll attack this preparation. He'll, keep, he'll stick to the shorter trips, 1,100, um, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll go from there, but I think he's definitely be better suited just ridden, ridden with a little bit of speed and just, just if they're too quick for him, we'll lay up. Beautiful, mate. Enjoy the rest of the morning and good luck today. See you, bud. Thank you. There he goes, Paul Snowden on Racing HQ this morning. Uh, Tyler Schiller can't join us this morning. So I might actually... It just crossed my mind um, when I was talking about the Warra earlier. Um, I might get the producers to cold call Michael Friedman uh, and see if he can join us uh, at the back end of our interviews this morning. Um, Because, I mean, insurrection... Zach Lloyd goes back on. He knows this horse so well, and he was good behind, hard to say there uh, first up. So it'd be good to get Michael's thoughts on him. Uh, I mean, good prize money in this race today too, $300,000 for an open sprint. And as I told you earlier, last year's winner, Ethelric, he's there. I think Dragonstone can be effective first up as well. So we'll wait and see how that race plays out. Pleased to say that Michael Hawkes is our next guest on this morning's show. How are you this morning, Michael? Good morning, Luke. How are you? Yeah, really well, mate. Everything under control? Um, everything's really good at the moment, but unfortunately this weather here in uh, Sydney's kept up and it's not looking too good outside. But uh, disappointing for a big day at Kembla, but it is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly right, mate. And I see you've reacted, uh, just pulling a few runners out as well. Um, Show High, Superium, Squad, Mars, Mission. You're just not happy uh, with the heavy for them today? Uh, look, we're not, to be honest, point blank, but it's just frustrating, Luke, when you have runners in the, in the races that they're set for and all of a sudden, you know, the rain comes and everyone really knows that Kembla's a, a, a not a wet weather track as such. So with the horses, you know, in the last races, second last races, squad's first up. Uh, I know he does get through it, but by then the track's going to be probably a bit ordinary. So we've just gone on the side of caution and just wait for another day, to be honest. 
Let's talk about Wild Planet in the feature event. He led the race last year and was a very brave fourth. And mate, he looks like he's flying. Um, and if anything, going better than last year as an eight-year-old. Funny, this horse, he's, uh, the older he's got, the better he's got. And sometimes these horses, they get a bit long in the tooth and you're sort of half looking at maybe a little bit of retirement and he's probably been the last couple of preps sort of on the radar and he just sort of has given us that run or two where he's sparked up and just decided, no, I'm, I'm not ending, I want to still run and, and be part of it. And last start's mm. win was, was unbelievable. And first time 2000, and, you know, Tyler rode him well, got back and just got in the race at the right time and he just let rip and, and went Wooshka and... Um, truth, I, I don't think I've had so many people talk about a horse winning, uh, owners included. They were just unbelievably, um, you know, wrapped at how things went. So wow. he really put the riding on the wall and, look, they dropped him back to a mile once again, wet tracks. He, he gets through them, doesn't love them, but he does get through them, so it is a plus. Mm. Why were they so excited, mate? Is it just, you know, I guess testament to your team to have this old horse going so well and, and winning a nice prize money race of a Saturday as, as an eight-year-old? What was it that uh, excited them so much? Well, he never won past 1,400, Luke. So, you know, most of the ownership yeah. group were just unbelievable. They just, there were sexes, they were you know, flying in the phone calls and it was just a, not so much, I suppose, a shock. It was, it was more the point of elation, I suppose, where he still got it. Uh, he still got that zest for winning and... Um, Look, he's been a great old horse. He's, he's won over a million and a half dollars in prize money and he's eight years old, but he doesn't know it. He looks unbelievable. And if anything, truthfully, he's probably racing in the prime of his career. Um, generally, horses, as they get older, they don't, but uh, sometimes it can happen and he's still got that spark and zest for, for racing, so hence we've kept going with him. What sort of satisfaction does that give you as a trainer to see that owner reaction? Oh, it's everything. You know, that's what we race for. That's what we, we're, we're in it for. And um, whether mm. it's a maiden at Kembla or, or a big race at Rose Hill or wherever it is, Bendigo, it doesn't matter for us. It's all about, you know, just trying to place these horses in the right races and uh, get the job done. Like even old Superior, and we scratched him today for the, for the same reason of being a wet track. Like he just doesn't like it at all. Yet he went to Tari and, and, uh, and won the Port Cup first time at 2000, um, qualified for the big dance and sort of went that way and it was his first time, you know, winning. So, look, they've, sometimes you just got to try things. Sometimes you just got to, you know, look outside the box and, and, uh, and head down that path. Yeah, absolutely. No, I get it. Um, it's... Uh like you said, that's what we do it for, the thrill of winning. Um, and sometimes when it's unexpected or you go in neutral, just unsure what to expect and it happens, you can't beat it. Um, but you're happy with him today. Do, do you think he might take up the running or you're open to just tucking in behind and, and leaving it up to Tyler? Because, I mean, the way he rode him last start, I suppose you just say, mate, do the same again if you don't mind. It was a pearl last start. <laughs> well, to be fair, Barry is just play a massive role and look everyone knows our riding tactics we, we just tell the jockeys to ride the horses um, it's plain and simple it's there's no you know there's nothing too hard to read into it um, about the instructions and he's drawn well and unfortunately the track might be a bit chopped out by then but it's look when you draw better barriers you're always able to be a lot closer but last start ordinary barrier you just he, truth everyone probably expected him to be up on the speed and when he came out Tyler said he just wanted to relax and so I just tucked him in and followed a bum and 
rest is history. So sometimes, Luke, it's uh, all these speed maps and everything everyone goes on about. Sometimes you just got to you know, put the horse in the position where it's got the best chance and best outcome. And let's be honest, mate, I mean, none of us really know 100% how things are going to play out and what's definitely going to lead because um, that's the beauty of racing. It's all live and unscripted. 100%. And when those barriers open, and that's why with our jockeys, you know, there's no real tied-down instructions. It's, it's ride the horse. You know, they can fly the machine, miss the start, and be wherever. And uh, this day and age, everything is so competitive. Barriers come into play um, a lot. And uh, it's, uh, it's just one of those things. But look, the horse as well, he's great, he's good, he's bright. Um, only concerns the track really um, by then yeah. but uh, I can't fault him so look so long as Tyler just gets him out and gets him in a nice spot let the rest happen Good luck with him today mate um, how's the old man going John I know he's um, still working uh, there at the stables uh, you told which shocked me when we, we last caught up you said yep John's always there track work every morning he, he still likes doing the boxes um, how's he going mate? Yeah he's great he's uh, look he's still a big part of our team and um you know, he hasn't gone anywhere. He just people probably don't see him as much as, as they usually do. But he just likes to uh, to be amongst his horses. That's what he's always been like. And you know what? He, he's digging boxes out. He's he's right in the trenches amongst it and and uh, with the staff. And and that's all part of why he's been so successful over the uh, the, the years. But no, he's really good. Everything's well and um, can't fault. Have a great day, Michael. Good to speak to you. Thanks, Luke. Cheers. There he goes, Michael Hawks. Um, so, yeah, look, people have adjusted. Trainers, uh, you know, some horses that don't handle the heavy, uh, they've come out today. So I'll have a big task, won't I, reading the scratchings uh, this morning, my favourite segment every week. Uh, we'll have a few to get through. Um, and, I mean, these races change too, don't they? You've got to adjust your your thoughts on races. Um, you know, a leader might come out uh, and there's less pace and you've got to alter your opinion uh, on a race. Uh, I see Malkovich has come out of the Warra as well. Cannonball's out, so that takes away a lot of the the speed in that particular race. And, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. Uh, the gong told you earlier that Lock Eagle, he's gained entry into the field and I think he's a player now. Uh, he's got barrier 16. Don't think that'll be a worry by that stage of the, the race. We saw Rio Danny sit three wide, no cover, and come down the middle of the track to win it last year. So um, that'll be interesting. I'm just checking here if... Uh, we've got any more guests uh, this morning. We had a few uh, unavailable, so uh, that might just about do us uh, as far as guests, though. A few pests on the text line, though. Uh, if anyone wants to come on the show, just give the producers a ring. I'm sure we can get you on air. Um, got plenty to say out wide here on the text. Uh, a lot of our listeners this morning, which is great. People are still engaged in the carnival, up and about for a big Saturday of racing today, which I think is fantastic. It's great that it's got such a long tail uh, this year. And, uh, of course... Uh, this is the big crescendo as far as New South Wales going uh, goes. Of course, we've still got black-type racing to come in weeks, but uh, as far as these uh, big million-dollar races, um, these are ones that last week in the Hunter when I was up there, the one thing that really resonated with me was how much the town uh, got behind it. They think these are their races. Same down here in Wollongong and in the Illawarra. A lot of the local community, uh, they're getting behind this race uh, and they're looking forward to it today. And I'm sure a lot of people will get out here and uh, enjoy it. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, I'll give you your scratchings around the country today on Racing HQ.
Introducing the 2023 World Performance Car of the Year, the Kia EV6 GT. 430 kilowatts of power and 740 newton metres of torque. With its unique Australian-tuned GT suspension and steering, the Kia EV6 exceeds all expectations. The Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever built. Kia, movement that inspires. At TAB, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1 to 6 at Kembla Grange, Cranbourne and Doombin, place a fixed odds win bet with the TAB app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday. TAB. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Gallows pies are the best pies in Australia. They are my favourite pies. A deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom that's rolled extra thin, and a filling using only 100% lean Aussie beef. These pies are bursting with flavour. Hey, Gallo, what about these air fryers? Yeah, Rabs, just whack the pies in the air fryer, and within a couple of minutes, you're good to go. Available in all Coles and Woolies stores. Gallows pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see your local expert at Drummond Golf. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back. Sky Sports Radio Racing HQ. I'm live at Kembla Grange this morning. Who's itchy? Who's itchy? Because I tell you what, you're going to get a good scratch this morning. A real good scratch. Kembla Grange scratchings. 56 of them on a heavy eight. Race one, scratch nine, Lady Redwood. Race two, one, Deep Snow. Three, Retrieval. Eight, Exonumia. Eleven, Associate. Twelve, Champions League. Thirteen, Sammy Bellarina. Fourteen, Last Quest. Eighteen, Big Impact. One, three, eight, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, eighteen from race number two. Race three, scratch one, Dynamic Impact. Two, Cheerful Legend. Three, Danistar. Seven, Smashing Eagle. Nine, Anything Goes. Eleven, Tap and Run. One, two, five, seven, nine, and eleven out of race number three. Race four. Scratch two, Purring Away. Three, Miss Hellfire. Four, Dollar Magic. Six, Show High. Eight, Junquira. Two, three, four, six, eight. Race four. Race five, Scratch One, Peace Officer. Two, Awesome Lad. Three Byron, ten La Mer, fourteen Miss Fabergé, seventeen Shadows of Love, and that's it. One, two, three, ten, fourteen, seventeen. Race six, scratch one Lock Eagle, two another one, five Tazarel, one, two, five, race six. Race seven, scratch one Cepheus, six Kerwin's Lane, ten Banju, thirteen Spangler. 17 Superium, 19 Super Helpful, 20 I've Been Trying. 1, 6, 10, 13, 17, 19, 20. 
Race 8, scratch 3, Malkovich. 4, Cannonball. 9, hard to say. 11, on the lead. 13, Maotai. 15, Shelby, 66. 3, 4, 9, 11, 13, 15. Race 9, scratch 3, Emperor. 6, Sparring. 9, Squad. 3, 6, 9. Race 10, scratch 1, Healing Oasis. 3, Peace Officer. 4, Crafty Eagle. 6, Mars Mission. 8, Dream Hour. 9, Star Man. 10, Cloud Land. 14, Rebel Shadow, 17, Contemporary, 18, Leandra, 19, Deep Snow. 134, 689, 1014, 1718, 19. That's it for, uh, for Campbell Grange. We go now to the provincial meeting in New South Wales, which is Gosford today. And the scratching information for Gosford is as follows. We've got uh, 14 of them. Race 1, scratch 7, Commander Bell, number 7. Race 2, 5 all 2 Zatso, 8 Magic Stella, 10 Single Benefactor, 5 8 10 Race 2. Race 3, put a line through 6 Blind Date, number 6. Race 4, scratch 4 Foot Aim, number 4. Race 5, scratch 4 Zadari, 6 Alba, 7 all 2 Zatso, 10 Russian Showgirl, 4 6 7 10 out of race 5. Race six, scratch three, Kiribati. Five, she's a bad girl. Six, Estefania. Three, five, six, out of race six. And from race seven, scratch eight, pull the tail. Number eight. We go to Canberra. Good meeting down there today. And uh, we'll give you the scratching information for that program. The feature race is the $200,000 community chest. It's race number seven on the program and the scratchings. Eighteen of them from race one, scratch three, code in time. Seven, Scarlet of Plenty, three and seven out of race one. Race two, scratch four, Twig. Seven, Jack the Brumby, nine, Super View, four, seven, nine out of race two. Race three, scratch number four, Denarau, six, Feel the Magic, seven, I'm Not Leaving, four, six, seven, race three. Race eight, we put a line through number eight, voluble, number eight. Race five, scratch six, Big Steve, seven out wrapped, six and seven out of race five. Race six, scratch six, stand in line, number six. Race seven, put a line through one art cadeau, two love tap, 12 Bianco Valano, 15 Louis Legacy, one, two, 12, 15 out of race seven. And from race eight, put a line through uh, five, super sprocket number five. There's one late one. Race six, number five, Hillbilly Pickin. I think it raced yesterday somewhere. Musselbrook, I think. It's out, 7.40. Hillbilly Pickin. Race six, number five. That's it for New South Wales and the ACT. We move to Victoria. Cranbourne, the venue today. It's their cup meeting. And 20 scratchings. Race one, clear. Race two, scratch one, Brave Mead. Thank God, so I don't have to back him again. Uh, four, Holy Racket. One and four out of race two. He might be in somewhere else today, is he? Hope not. Not a bad horse, but I just can't get home, get home with him. Race three, scratch six, climbing star. Eight in a Gico, nine grey northern. Six, eight, nine, race number three. Race four, clear. Race five, one sparring. Five, Kia. Kiyadi, I think that is. One and five, Kiyadi. Uh, seven, south of Houston. 11, Berry Bubbly. 12, it's my turn. 1, 5, 7, 11, 12.
Race six, seven. Zamborghini. Eight masterful. Twelve in your hands. Seven, eight, twelve. Race number six. Race seven. Scratch eleven. See Speedwell number eleven. Race seven. Scratch eleven. Races eight and nine are clear. Race ten. Scratch eight. So she can fly. Nine Simeon. Ten Zuperring. 11, Fearless Writer, 13, Fans of Five, 15, They Call Me Bruce, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13 and 15. Those are the scratchings for Cranbourne. To Brisbane we go, and by the way, there's been uh, further rain there, and I received a note this morning, uh, a couple of minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, that uh, Doombin is now a soft six. Um, after chatting to me this morning, uh, we've been told via our lines of communication that uh, it poured so and that was not forecast by the way so uh, Doombin's copped some unexpected rain this morning soft six is now the rating race one scratch nine chief command nine race two four trapeza alert four race three seven bandit is out ten deep tempest twelve tycoon baby thirteen ultimate outcome sixteen brave meso 7, 10, 12, 13 and 16. Race 4, scratch number 6, Spicy Legend, number 6. Race 5, 1, Chatty Lady, 9, Miss Tambo, 11, Sizzling Gal, 1, 9, 11 out of race 5. Race 6, pen number 3, Talk Time, 7, Never Give Up, 10, Champagne Pop, 12 to Jarky and 15 she's and I or she's dandy that is 3 7 10 12 and 15 race 6 there race 7 clear race 8 put a line through 5 comrade Rosa 7 Rabamos 8 Zuzak 5 7 8 race 8 race 9 scratch 4 lasting kiss number 4 from race 10 scratch 2 rich on 7 bow rumble 10 Self-Indulgent, 13 Reliable Ruby, 14 Avalante, 16 Emperor, 22 Made to Fit, 23 Titans. 2, 7, 10, 13, 14, 16, 22, 24. Finally, Adelaide, Morfordville, the venue today, and the scratchings for that program, there are seven of them. Race one is clear, so too is race two. Race three, scratch nine, heavy rotation. Races four and five are clear. From race six, it's one, Frankel Star, and six, Master of Surprise, one and six. Race seven, clear. Race eight, scratch two, Hope at Hand, number two. Race nine, one, Secret War, 14, Zafasta, 15, No Entitlement, one, 14, and 15, out of race number nine. Those are the scratchings for Morfordville. That's it. That's it. Uh, those are our scratchings. When we come back, Tom Moxham will join me to give us some information on Kembla Grange today. And then the Kembla Grange preview. Joining me for the preview, Wayne Harris, Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley. We'll be back soon. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest, is having Australia's biggest Black Friday golf sale. So big it runs to November 28. Big savings on leading golf brands, like a two-pack of tailor-made gloves, just $19.95, save 25. Over 40% off Cleveland Frontline putters, now 112. Nike Air Zoom Infinity Tour NXT Shoes, $169, save $60.95. And a 12-pack of Srixen Marathon Softballs, $17.95. That's 40% off. Shop in-store or online at drummondgolf.com.au. 
Hi, this is Dave Stanley. Racing HQ is coming to Mudgee to celebrate the Cup. Join us to experience the country charm of the Mudgee region. We'll be hosting the Calcutta on race day eve at the Oriental Hotel on Thursday, November 30. Then I'll broadcast Racing HQ live from the Ori on Cup Day morning. So come for breakfast, say day, and take advantage of free travel to and from the track. Don't miss Mudgee Cup Day, one of country racing's truly iconic cup meetings. Heavy track today. Who are you thinking? Mm, not vibing risky lettuce. Getting sinker vibes. Risky name. Feels risky. Yeah, right. Though, says on the tab app she's firming. Ah. Don't just vibe it. Get expert tips and sky racing analysis in Tab's new race feed. Yeah, actually, I'm getting swimmer vibes. Going with her. Of course you are. We're on. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9. Kia's all-electric seven-seat SUV. With an integrated panoramic display and premium relaxation mode, the Kia EV9 provides you with all the best luxury and comfort features. Test drive and experience the most groundbreaking Kia ever. Kia, movement that inspires. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back, Racing HQ, two past eight on the show. Good to have your company this morning. Uh, no Tom Moxon this morning. Uh, so uh, we'll just get straight into the preview. How's that sound? Uh, we'll just get some winners because that's what we're here to do. We're here to back winners. Wayne Harris about to join me on set. Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley will be along as well for the preview. I'll say good morning to Brad Gray if he's there. Nick, uh, let me know when he does join us, the great man. He'll be there shortly. Uh, Andrew Hurley will be as well. Uh, we've got behind the gates a little bit later. Look forward to having uh, Darren Flindell live with me uh, here in our van when we move across. Uh, that'll be around 10 o'clock local time here at Kemble Grange behind the gates. Uh, Darren's had a freshen up and I'm sure he's pumped for a good day of racing today as well as I am. Andrew Hurley joins us. He'll have all the markets for Kemble Grange today among other stuff. Hurls, your usual pieces of wisdom uh, which you'll provide to us. Good morning to you, sir. <laughs> good morning, mate. Uh, how's the gong this morning? Mate, it's okay. It's nice down here, actually. I love this part of the world. Uh, yeah, you're a surfing beautiful. type. You'd fit in well around here. Yeah, no, South Coast is absolutely sensational. It's a good course too, Kimberley. Had a few uh, luck stays over there, down there over the years. Good fun. Absolutely, buddy. Um, yeah, as, to answer your question, they're really nice here, trackside at the moment. It's nice and pleasant. Um, there's a truck backing up behind me there uh, if you're watching on Sky Racing. Don't run us over. Um, or maybe you should. <laughs> but, mate, uh, this... Card. How's the betting activity been? Obviously, these races have changed a fair bit, haven't they, with the scratchings this morning. Um, they're a different race shape, uh, a lot of these, but I'm sure punters are still getting their teeth stuck into this good card. Yeah, they are. We will flip and flop a lot, um, you know, obviously because of the scratchings, etc. And, you know, if we get track downgrades throughout the day, etc., we will see some changes. So um, always, well, I know personally as a punter on market watch, uh, is advised a lot of the time that that will be particularly the case today. But um, yeah, it's still uh, some very good racing to be coming up at Kimball this afternoon. Looking forward to it. 
Look forward to it, mate. Uh, Brad Gray about to join us. If you're wondering where the Duff is uh, this morning, viewers, as well, I uh, want to give him a shout-out and uh, give him our best wishes. He's a bit crook. Uh, I think he's uh, had the, the dreaded COVID, but uh, he'll be on the mend, uh, the great man, and back on deck very shortly. So um, feel better, Duff, uh, and I hope you're back a winner today, mate. That'll make you feel better. Brad Gray's here. He's looking forward to this card, no doubt. How are you this morning, great man? Yeah, good morning, fellas, and good morning to all the listeners. I'm just working feverishly at the moment. i tell you what, the 15 minutes when those scratchings go final at 7.45 until 8 o'clock when you're on the radio every Saturday goes like, feels like it's about a minute and a half. So you kind of, you're, you're chopping away and there's a few, obviously a stack of scratchings and a few on toppers. So still a bit of work to be done yep. this morning, but we know we're playing with a heavy track and we know once Kembla gets heavy... <laughs> It's a pretty testy heavy, isn't it? So I think you'll be looking to get well off the fence here. Uh, you're looking for horses that are fit, that handle it, uh, and get to the right part of the track. Absolutely, mate. Um, you're right. Uh, when the scratchings come through, it changes some of the, the tempos of these races as well, which is vital. Yeah, it does. I wouldn't think that probably like a heavy track, you wouldn't think that tempo, race shape has such a big role to play uh, when it's a firmer deck. Of course it still has some role but it's not as significant because you just find that sometimes you're from a three wide running line you can just ride with momentum on these heavy tracks. That's everything, isn't it? So I'm not too worried in terms of nailing down where these horses will specifically be in the run just as long as they can get one or two off the fence when they need to. Mate, it's, it's turtleneck weather down here. There's just a little bit of breeze in the air. If you were here today I reckon you'd be rocking the great turtleneck. A, it's always turtleneck weather, and B, I will be there. I'm off the bench. Off the bench, a super sub for Duff today, so oh. I'll see you there in, a, in an hour or so. I look forward to all, oh, mate. Where are you now? I mean, what you couldn't you couldn't get out of bed early and come join us for the preview? What's doing? Have you have I upset you or something? He's only Probably. up the road. He could have for sure. I am. I am. It's a home track for me. It's only forty minutes away. So. Yeah, you live in Angleton. Get down the get What's doing, mate? And we'll uh, we'll have a cocktail oh, at the bar there before the first day. That sounds good to me. That'll get you going on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Add a bit of spice to things. Um, I'm a bit flat on that, to be honest. At least Wayne Harris has been good enough to join me live. The great man uh, beside me. We're about to preview Kembla Grange. Wayne, I mean, you live down here. Um, this is a, a, a big day for the club. Big day for the area, mate. Good morning to you. You pumped for Gong Day? I am. I only live 10 minutes away, so I've got no excuse not to be no. here with you, my <laughs> friend. But, oh, you know, the rain... Uh, we wandered a little bit. A bit of natural water is always good, but uh, I don't know it was Steve Cairn or, um, or Dave Anderson come up with the comment that uh, it's better to add a bit of water. You can't take yeah. it off. So he held off, luckily, on watering the track through the week, and natural water is always better. But, yeah, it's, um, it's just into the eight range, which is good. Uh, originally, I did the form on a good to slow track, so a lot of scratchings. How's the pen? Is it out of ink yet? Or? <laughs> hey, I think about seven of them went around last night. Um, they weren't scratched as for this morning. And yep. every time I saw one go around, I think it was four in one race that were, were in here. So, um, yeah, it's knocked it around a bit. Uh, as Brad was saying, it does, ch and on yourself, it does change the pattern of racing. Mm. Uh, some horses get through slow, not heavy. Some of them like it as heavy as they can get it. And. Uh, Gee, I was really struggling with a couple of these races, but that's what we're here, paid the big money for, as you say. Oh, exactly, buddy. Don't worry about that. Um, how do you feel about working with Brad Gray today? I mean, um, you know, he couldn't even bother joining us for the preview, <laughs> but it's not a great start, is it? Probably takes him a while to get the turtleneck on. He, he didn't have it on on Thursday. <laughs> He's got a big head, mate. Yeah, exactly. Really? How do you slip uh, it on, Brad? How, how, do, how do you get that it on? That come from you or not me. <laughs> hey, Brad, it's a three-man three yeah, exactly. My first run with him... Uh, 
Uh, he had a he had a, a green one. If our listeners are wondering, what are you going on about, Marlo? We spotted him one day in the studio doing a bit of tab promo. Mate. He had this green turtleneck on. Uh, you you should have seen it. I mean, it was a sight for all, for sore eyes, Wayne. Uh, the the mighty bee grey in the turtleneck. Well, has he got one of every colour? Or <laughs> Have or you, Brad? Just no, just green at the moment. Say what he's going you to know, say. you can always add to the collection. <laughs> add to the collection, boys. Uh, let's get into it, guys, without any further ado. We preview the gong meeting and uh, we do it for the first for Canadian Club. Um, gee, share prices will be up today uh, <laughs> for them. Benchmark 78, handicap 2,000 metres, hurls. Talk us through it. Yeah, just the one scratching here. Two cents for win, and that was for Lady Redwood. Lyrical Gangster is our favourite at 250, but we go up the top here to Touristic. It's 340. $14 Iowa, $7 Unanimous, 23 Cruise Missile, Marzabit 31, $10 New Republic, 21 for Casual Connection. It's been friendless, so we went up 13 for it. Osbred Sun, Rising Sun, rather, at $10. And 270 into 250, Lyrical Gangster has been the most popular this morning. You'd think he can hold some kind of position, wouldn't you? Lyrical Gangster in Barrier 1. I know he's not blessed with speed, but uh, he will need to angle off the fence uh, at some point. But not a lot of pressure here on paper. Iowa goes forward. Uh, I think Cruise Missile can be close to 2,000 metres second up, jumping in, in trip from 1,400 metres. Uh, maybe casual connection. Uh, not a lot of pressure here, though, Wayne. No, there is not. Uh, oh, he, Brad's right. He can hold some sort of position. Fall back the fence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hope not. He just doesn't jump this horse, no, Wayne, Lyrical does Gangster, not. does he? Well, I think uh, I went the other way on Thursday night with Touristic because I just thought he had the, the mm. Saturday form and the distance and he gets through wet ground. But with that big weight change here, what uh, Touristic's got 61. And as they say, with the best, that's an extra kilo. If that makes much of a difference on a on a uh, heavy track or you know, a wet track. And Can I got, ask you a question on that? You're right, they carry 62 with the vest. Why don't we just declare that as the weight that they're carrying? You're asking me for an answer to that. No, I don't. Well, I totally agree with you. But you're right, like, I mean... He, and they don't weigh a kilo, that's the thing, yeah. if I'm giving up a So you weigh out with the vest on? You do. So he's carrying 62 with the vest, but the form but goes to 61. people don't understand, too, the bottom one's come up a kilo, too. You're thinking, oh, yeah. he's only got 52 and a half, but he's carrying 53 and a half. Yeah. So that makes it a little bit fairer, but I don't... Vests don't weigh a kilo, but they get a oh, kilo for it. Well, that, mm. that might be why. Yeah. Sorry to but cause confusion. I just always wondered that, and you're an ex-jockey, <laughs> so I thought... You, you know, I never yeah. rode with the vest, funny thing, a long, long time ago. that they. Uh, I did ride with them overseas, but here in Australia, I'd I'd been retired off, pensioned off when the vests come in. So. God, so jockeys used to race without... Oh, yeah. My God. And then they had dramas with the vest. A lot of jockeys were getting neck injuries. As you fall, the vest would come up and, and jerk your neck. So there's a lot of tinkering around with, with the vest. I'm sure they've saved a lot of injuries along the oh, way. Oh, yeah. It's come a long way in that area. And the, and the rails as well, the plastic rails. Gee, that technology's been oh, yeah. a, a godsend for the horses as well. Which, uh, you know, safety's number one. Um, sorry to interrupt you. You no. were saying uh, you, you're touristic here? I'm going to switch now oh, with, switch? With, with the big weight pull and Lyrical Gangster, I think. He's only, what, how many starts has he had? I should know that, shouldn't no, I? No, I'll tell you. He's Today eight. is his seven. eighth. Yeah, so yeah. he's had seven. I think with racing, he's got a little bit better. But certain horses, or most horses, you can't get them out of their pattern. And 2,000 metre races for me here at Kembla are the hardest. Don't know whether to ride in or, or to pick, but tempo of the race, they get down to that first turn. And if they slow up, ending back in the field... 
Tard. Oh, it's hard. You know, you've called plenty of races here. Unless the jockey can show initiative and get off the fence and get going before the turn. So I don't believe in chasing horses around the turn here at Kemble. I have ridden here a lot. Certain jockeys ride the winners here all the time. And I think because it's such a big track, everything like that, horses can get off balance on big tracks too. And I've noticed here on the home turn, you ride a horse into the home turn here, they can get on the wrong leg and can take them half the straight to get back on it. A lot of jockeys and a lot of people don't notice that, but it's something that I've sort of drummed into the uh, apprentices and the lads that I've mentored. And I've ridden horses and I've tried it. And um, I rode a lot of winners here as a jockey, and I found that keeping them balanced, get them around the turn, make your run before the turn, or once you straighten up, you know, it's a long straight here, yep. and you've got plenty of time to get them balanced up. But if you get them around that turn and they get on the wrong leg, it's not a camber or anything that uh, that does it, but you've got to keep them balanced, get them around the turn, and then do whatever you like down the running. So I think that'll suit this big horse, Rickle Gangster. I've got to go that way with the weight pull. Uh, Dead Set Touristic's definitely the one to beat here. He's, uh, he's got the form, hasn't he? Gets through wet ground. He's actually been placed on the heavy. Got very good record on the soft. Uh, so then Unanimous, he's been racing okay. Um, he's a horse that uh, he might be able to um, sit up a bit handier. Uh, and you've got the J-Mac factor there. And Osbred Rising Sun I've probably thrown in there as my uh, as my next. It sort of went up to the, the placings a bit uh, with all the, with the scratchings and trying to work out the race, which I felt nearly impossible. But I'll go that way, 10138. Yeah, I'm with him as well. 10-1, 6-4 for me. 10, Lyrical Gangster. He's a lightly race stayer. So much potential. He does come through the midweeks, but I think he's got something. I think you'd be doing well uh, to follow him through the grades. So... The biggest takeaway from his last two performances, I know he won one of them and one of them he ran fifth, as he clocked the fastest last 200 metre split across the entire meeting on both occasions. So if that doesn't scream, look out when I get to 2,000 metres, nothing will. Uh, so big track here. Will he get through the heavy conditions? I don't know. He got through soft all right on debut, albeit it wasn't made at Newcastle. So plummets in weight. And I think he gets his chance to go back-to-back. -back. One, touristic. He's ready to win. Third up now. He's got a stack of weight, but he's well-placed in this grade. And looking through that form reference behind Rise to it, which a lot of these come through, he had to be the horse you take from that. It's just whether he can beat the, the up-and-comer lyrical gangster. Sixth, New Republic. Uh, he ran on OK behind uh, touristic there last time out. And he was only second up, so he had a bit of a natural improvement. I thought he loomed to get himself into the finish and just peaked on his run. So he's another one that should be cherry ripe third up. And if there is a wild card here... I think it could be Cruise Missile. Uh, don't know too much about him, so he's formerly trained in New Zealand, now with Annabelle Nisham. has had the one run here, it was over 1,400 metres, turned into a sprint home. I know he was beaten uh, 10 lengths by Gringotts, but the stable have wasted no time getting him out to 2,000 metres. Heavy track looks to suit, and uh, he was a listed winner over 2,000 metres when trained in New Zealand. So I think he could be the big improver here at odds. 2, 1, 6 and 4. Tips from Ron Duffersey. I've got those for us. Ten one five three. Darren Flindell. One four ten three. Touristic for Darren. Race one. Second event. Tab handicap. It's the highway. Hurls fourteen hundred metres. And let's go through these scratchings here. I'll take a while, and I can tell you that mm. zero for Deep Snow, zero Retrieval, and Exonumia Associate six by seven, one cent to win Champions League, Semi Barrel Arena, eleven by eleven, zero Last Quest, and Big Impact. So number of scratchings here. Losers with a Tribeca Star up the top, Matty Dunn, Nashville Willer, two fifty into two thirty, ten dollars to eight dollars unrelenting. Zuatica is three sixty, second favourite, thirteen. 
14, Moss Gold, 9.50, our Orator, Manzoni, 26, Gold Tracker, 23, down to number 15, Oakley's Choice, 126, 31 for Montebello's Charm, and Louis' Legacy is at $12. It's in from 14 this morning, went up as much as 51, even allowing for those scratchings, has met with some support. Overall, however, there's uh, not much separating these top two in the market dollar-wise, Tribeca Star and Zuatica. Um, Montebello's Charm, we wrote some bets earlier in the week as well. It's a $31 chance, but uh, not completely friendless. Yeah, and Zuatica's got an important role here to play, not only in the market, but also on the map. He likes to get up front, do his thing and charge along. So 1,400 metres, first up, a nice child. He'll be hard enough to chase down. From that position, Moss Gold comes across and keeps Zuatica company. And then you're looking at the likes of Trebekah Star and Unrelenting to hold their positions from the low draws here, Wayne. Well, uh, I totally agree with everything Brad said there. I am going with Tribeca Star. I suppose a little bit of a query. Been to the heavy, only the once one was being placed. Um, soft track, no form at all. Never been on one. So the only go on the wet was when running third at Warwick Farm, the on street gossip. So I've, I, I think on um, suspicion, just placing in such good form at the moment. And Matt Dunn scratched a few of his other horses here today, and he's uh, relying on Tribeca Star to come down and run well for him. So I've got to go that way. So, Attica that took up the Sydney to trial it. I thought that was interesting. It can take up a spot. And uh, out of my honour, no one riding in red-hot form like he is at the moment. I'll probably say that. You know, Nashville Willow, and there's a, there's a brood of them riding very, very well. Once you ride winners, everyone says that you're riding in great form. It's just getting Do on you the think Hippo's course. missing not cutting down the trees or whatever he was doing uh, while he was off? Might have strengthened him up. Might have. Oh, well. I know when you're off and you're doing another job, you're very... I'm just ready. wondering if he's missing it. I mean, he's... Well. <laughs> I think he's uh, earning a little bit more money. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Steering winners around, I thought you were. I didn't want to say it, but I did. Uh, you're really keen to come back and get back into what you do best. Oh, and, uh, geez, yeah, you're right, he's riding super. He's, he's just, I think this, this time back, he's got a great mm. judge of pace, I think. Mm. Seeing on, he rides a lot of the Waterhouse bot horses that do go forward, but he's riding other horses and, and judging his pace so well. Okay, so Attica's definitely my second choice. He did try it in the trial. Frosty Rocks beat at home in the trial. But I think given a dig, might have made a bit of interesting in that in that trial. And it's one on the heavy, one on the soft. So it's the key to the race, I think. But unrelenting, terrific third last start in that uh, strong highway behind the dramatist. Bit of form will come out of that race. And the other one I was thrown in was number seven, Al Orita. His last run was a beauty uh, in that same dramatist race. He had no luck at all. Uh, I wouldn't have had him in only for that run. Uh, he, he's got real country form coming here and I know it's a lot tougher coming from country to the provincials here but that run just tells you he might be just running on a bit of form so for me I went 2547. Yeah I went 7 here at Orator. Uh, I too was taken by that performance behind the dramatist last time out. Now the trade off is we're not getting $51 here. The market's caught up to the fact that uh, he's probably found the right race. This isn't any harder. Another Class 3 highway just swaps Rose Hill for Kemble Grain. So if he saw a bit of daylight there at Rose Hill a couple of weeks ago, I've got no doubt that he's fighting out the finish with the dramatist. So we'll we'll back him in uh, to replicate what he did there. And I think if he does, he's in the finish at each way, each, each way odds. Uh, Tribeca Star, uh, no denying that he was impressive last 
last time out. So 61 and a half is a fair leveller. And just that's a stretch to 1,400 metres. But as Nashua said this morning, the fact that Matt Dunn had three originally in uh, at this meeting and scratched two of them and kept Tribeca Star in, that screams that he's pretty confident that Tribeca Star uh, will get through the conditions. No worries whatsoever. Five's Uatica. The challenge for him is just sustaining that speed. Uh, he, he likes to roll. We've seen that. Uh, he's lightly raced. He's wins last campaign when he got out on top of the speed and really uh, ripped the guts out of his rivals. Can he do that on a heavy track first up, giving away a fitness edge? I don't know, but he's a, a nice horse and six at Moss Gold. Uh, she'll be keeping Zoetica company throughout. She's got no fitness queries whatsoever striking this fourth up, and she does come off a, a handy win there last start. Seven, two, five, and six. Ron Duffy, five four two seven with his numbers, five four two seven. Darren Blindell, five on top to beat two, four, and seven. Race two, that's the highway. Race three, Kembla Grange. Andrew Hurley's got the market for the Evergreen Turf Australia. Benchmark 78. I'd like to give you the market, but my uh, computer's not playing ball at the moment. Uh, just give me one second. It'll reload. Uh, yeah, just on we can come back to you, mate, if you like. We've, uh, yeah, I'm just having a couple of dramas here. Um, I can tell that's you... Okay, buddy. Yeah, uh, Contemporary's our favourite at $3.20. We're knocked around by scratchings here. Uh, here we go. We're back up and running. Uh, so this is the benchmark 78 deductions, and we go with dynamic impact. Significant deductions here. 6x6, six six, 2 for Legend, 4x4, four 10x9 four, for Daniel Star, Smashing Eagle, 9x9, 3x2 for Anything Goes, and Tap and Run, uh, 0. So we're left with a fairly small field here. Uh, with your blessing, 350, 21 could Contributing factor, plundering 480. Our favourite is contemporary, 320. Uh, Toronamika at 750. Tula Park at 34. And Run with the Tide at $5. So, yeah, after all these scratchings, we are left with contemporary as the favourite. But plundering dollar wise has been the most popular runner today. Yeah, Battle of Tactics, this one. So only the seven runners. I wouldn't say there's a designated leader, uh, but I've got run with the tide going forward with no weight on his back, bringing that different form line. With your blessing, shouldn't be too far away. And I'm thinking plundering uh, might cop an aggressive ride from the outside there and potentially settle outside the lead. But I wouldn't say this is a high-pressure race, at least on paper, Wayne. Well, yeah, what do you do here now? I, I made him a good thing on Thursday night, contemporary. He's in two races. I thought they would probably go this race. He's been placed on the heavy, got good form on the soft, and uh, I just think his last run was quite good. He's been getting back, giving them a little bit of start, hasn't he? But maybe on the wet track, you can see that turn around. Um, as Brad pointed out with Thursday night, he's a winner third up too. So mm. I think for him to go for this race today, I think that was a good move. With uh, I thought without your blessing, um, with your blessing, sorry, I'll give him with your blessing. His two runs have been very good. He went around that Gustimo race two and ran third. And his two placings this time in have been very, very good. Blinker's gone today. That could be a good move. I don't know how that works. I should know on heavy tracks. Uh, work with Jern in, in a Melbourne Cup that I saw. Uh, obviously, it works with some horses. Um, he's definitely the danger. He's really knocking on the door. Of the others, I've thrown in number six, which is plundering. He went around the Gostimo race, ran fourth there. So he'll strip fitter. And his second up forms two from two. So um, I'm pretty sure he might be able to take up a, a, a closer spot today. And the other one thrown in is uh, number eight, Contemporary. His form's OK too, and he's... Um, uh, sorry, I've gone for him on top, haven't I? Um, get mixed up here with my numbers. I've got scratchings, and 
What's the other one? I put in plundering. And, oh, yeah, 13, run with the tide. His horse will go forward here, I thought. And his, his form um, coming into this race looks okay. He's, uh, he was a winner on the Kenzo. And then third at uh, Rosewood, his next run. Now, I think he really stuck on very, very well there. And he's a local. And you always say uh, Ross McConville horses here on the home track always um, run well, I thought. So I thought 8, 3, 6 and 13. Yeah, I'm with him here, Run With The Tide, just bringing that different form line. Now, he comes through the midweeks, and two starts ago, he was only a maiden winner, but I thought it was a really good maiden winner. Then last start at Rose Hill was only a field of five, but everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. He began well, he found himself three wide, had to drag back, the speed came out of the race, he over-raced, and then somehow he got shuffled back in the run. He splits home, we're actually deceptively good, so I think he can only build off that. 52 kilos, will he get through the conditions? Well, he gets every possible chance to. He's on the quick turnaround here just 11 days later so gets in nice and light on his home deck uh, he's gonna be hard enough to chase down getting in run favors six plundering three with your blessing and eight contemporary they all come through that gusto sissimo race and i was just left scratching my head a little bit in terms of which horse i wanted to follow from that race so that's a bit of a red flag in itself but plundering i thought he loomed to win the race and maybe just peaked on his run he was only first up so he's got established wet track form with your blessing looks ready to win now blinkers go on third up and he was a big winner third up last campaign and as wayne touched on contemporary uh, he has a bit of a, a profile of peaking third up each campaign his two pass wins have come at this stage in his campaign so no excuses today 13 6 3 and 8 Ron Duffersey 3 6 13 8 Darren Fendell race 3 3 8 6 and 12 race 4 PFD food services fillies and mares hurls benchmark 78 her in away comes out one cent to win seven by eight Miss Hellfire Dollar Magic four by six seven by eight Shohai and Junquira twenty six by seventeen leaves us up the top with short shorts it's a five dollar fifty chance seventeen Sabranco three eighty favourites now three ninety literally as I speak we've got a new favourite here it's out from three forty Shadows of Love seven fifty to eight IPO Rocketeer Girl now it's our new favourite three ninety to four dollars back to three seventy Leandra six dollars into 460 and west of dalby eight dollars fifty wayne no doubt you would have seen the ride uh last start on shadows of love by tommy berry it was a 20 out of 10 i'd suggest yes if you can go that far i never give him 10 at more than 10 out of 10 because i think uh well that Hell, I didn't go that far in school, but... Hurls runs his own show, mate. Oh, Don't worry about it. Don't worry okay. about it. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Hurls is clearly look, back Brad? too. He's clearly back there. Clearly. Yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Talking through his kick. 100%. He only gives out 20, but he's backed it himself. Um, Speed-wise here, well, there's good pressure. So you've got Short Shorts, who likes to roll, and so does Rocketeer Girl. All the rest just file in behind. Uh, so Shadows of Love, all of a sudden the barrier doesn't look too scary after scratchings, and she'll just get the chance to balance up and, and get to the right part of the track here. Okay, my turn here, eh? Um, well, my top two tips came out. So that just uh, mixed things up with me a bit. I thought we'd go with Shadows of Love. It was a good win the other day and, um, well, haven't lost much in riding changes out of there. Tim Clark goes on. Awkward draw, but to get back the other day and tack the line, I think it can. I've seen it lead before and uh, I think it was at Hawkesbury on heavy track and just went down on that occasion. So I'll go with Shadows of Love. I thought now that... Um, I thought now that uh, with scratchings, whatever, short shorts... I. I 
I, I couldn't squeeze it in on Thursday night, but I have now. She won on heavy, very good form on soft. As uh, Dave Anderson was saying, it's it's just into the heavy range. So if we don't get any more rain, it might be okay. But it's hanging around a little bit, isn't it? So it's a little bit of a worry. With the others, I thought Leandra's runs have been good. Been racing uh, in that cellar uh, race the other day, and I had Shanquira on top until the scratching. So um, Leandra did um, run just as well as Shanquira. Actually beat at home, but. Had probably an easier run in the race there, but uh, she's she's um, had good form last prep. Comes into this with very good soft track form, as I say. And that first up run was a beauty. Did find the line quite well with the others. I've thrown in um, Rocketeer Girl. She's had good support now. Didn't have her there originally, but uh, what our spot horse will go forward. No real wet form to go on. It's only about one one on a uh, softish track, and that was. Ran last at Canterbury actually. That was started favourite and went for a spell after that. So obviously it might have just had enough there. So that's why I went uh, seven, one, eleven, and ten in race four. Yeah, I've got the way of Leandra here. I like the way that she returned. I thought she might have just slipped the net of the bookies, and she did in that first market, but uh, the punters have well and truly found her this morning. So I was going to make the case that I thought her run was at least to the equal of John Queera, but won't have to worry about John Queera here. Uh, she's been scratched. So you go back through her previous form, Leandra, and you probably say, no, it's not quite good enough for a race like this, but on the strength of her return behind Salasano, that says to me that she's returned uh, better than ever. Seven Shadows of Love, a heavy track, wouldn't hold any fears with her you wouldn't have thought the last time she raced on a heavy surface she was a first past the posts uh, ahead of Olentia and lost the race on protest that was at Hawkesbury in a benchmark 68 so she's got a good fitness base and she is a, a last start winner IPO she's also a last start winner has been freshened since last time out she'd probably want the, the track to be soft as opposed to heavy that's a little gamble there but if she gets through the conditions uh, we know she's got a, a nice little turn of foot and she looks to have returned in career best form herself and Sabrenko first up here uh, but she is an established wet tracker so so 11, 7, 9 and 5. Right, tips from our experts. Ron Duffersey, race number 4. 11, 7, 1, 9. Darren Flindell. 1, 10, 7, 5. Um, I need a horse to run top four for the behind the gates multi, Brad. Leandra, a lock for top four? Uh, yeah, I reckon. Yeah. If you found yeah. a, a, what, you found a, a race with seven in it, so, yeah, you'd, you'd be doing... Pretty poorly if you didn't <laughs> run the top four. But anyway, so what, you um, we'll a, leave you, that to you. Are you having a go there, mate? Or? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. I would have that was an each way bet, look. <laughs> I'm going to get you in the headlock when you get here, buddy. <laughs> right, that's sent. Done. That's my leg for the behind the gates multi. A little tease there as we press on to race number four. And it's a midway. 1,400 metres. Talk us through it, Hells. Police officer comes out, zero deduction. Awesome lad, five by five. Nine by nine for Byron. La Marie, five by six. Four by four, Miss Babage and Shadows of Love, 11 by nine. So quite a few scratchings here. Leaves us with burning love, a burning need. Uh, ugh, I'll get it out at the moment. Burning need, not too tough. Uh, $5, $7 Cuban Grand Chico. Now, even allowing for those deductions, we went up $18 for it. There was money early for it. Epicus is a $13 chance. $9 victory love. $18 bet about it. 13 for Bowery Breeze. Herb in this morning from $8 to $6. Our favourite is Erdeve. It's uh, $4.20 in from $4.40. 19 oh golly gosh. All Machiavellian, $16.23 for winning point. And Mancone is a $14 chance. Very, very wide open market as, uh, as you can see. But um, probably the most popular runner has been Cuban Grand Chico. Yeah, that, that money's just continued today as well as earlier in the week. 
The big boy, Grand Cuban Grand Chico, he's on his home deck, he loves it at Kembla Grange. It's amazing for a horse of his stature that he gets through the conditions so well, but uh, he does. So, speed-wise here, he's probably not going to get the shape to suit, uh, but does that matter for Cuban Grand Chico? So, Byron's out, Awesome Lad's out, and Lemaire's out, and they were our three go-forward horses. Where does that leave us? Maybe Mancone can punch forward, can V be a touch closer, maybe even Herb, but a bit of a head-scratcher here, Wayne, as far as uh, who's going to lead up this field. Well, I struggle with speed in a lot of these races today. Now that we've got that heavy track as well, ODV I think can go forward. I think um, a couple others there that uh, scratched. I sort of had them in a little bit of speed, uh, speed battles there. But uh, oh, I don't know. I just thought this is one of the harder races line up. I end up putting Bernie Need on top. The locals, Ross McConville trained. Placings on heavy tracks, four goes for two placings. They're very, very good soft track form. And uh, it was a good winner here two runs ago. That was on a good track. Actually, it was a good three. So you're going two extremes, aren't you, from a yeah. from a good three to a heavy here. But uh, then last start third there behind Sweet Mercy and that four pillars was a terrific run. Oda V, I think this is a race that um, she can run well in. She looked good in winning at Y. I know she's coming through the grades. That was her 10th run the other day. But I just think she's really starting to learn what it's all about because when he pushed the button the other day uh, she pushed the button unless you call it uh, really did show a bit of turn of foot and put what a ride what a ride oh yeah just outstanding Wayne that was a 20 out of 10 oh vested interest <laughs> <laughs> I guess but uh, just really the hook, when the horse went really good turn of foot there and uh, I think she eased up on the line too um What's it saying in the form? Good ride and win. So do you write the comments as well? <laughs> no, but um, look, I'm happy to offer my services. There'll be oh, a sure. charge um, if your form guide provider wants to look me up. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to chime in there. Look, Cuban, uh, Cuban Grand Chico, he's a monster. He's one of the biggest horses I've seen going around, probably mm. since Holy Roller, and oh. I don't know what's between them, but I'd hate him to stand on my toes because I don't think they'd be there when, when he took his foot off. But he's... Um, as Brad said, you wonder how he gets through the ground, but them big feet of his must uh, really dig in and throw back. So his two runs have been good. Both his runs this time in, he's got little bits of bumps down the running, and I reckon that puts him off balance. And for him to sort of pick up and hold his ground, I thought they were quite good. And um, he's won three races and all been here on his home track. Lovely big horse to look at, and um, I... I think he can run well, and uh, where to go with the others? Probably number. Um, well, I had Miss Fabergé. It's come out. Where did I go after that? Oh, okay, Herb. Yes. Uh, some friends of mine have an interest with him. Um, I went the wrong way with him last start here, but in saying that, in the parade, he did set the pick of the parade. I've seen a fair bit of Herb, <coughs> and I thought it was the best he ever looked the other day, and he ran accordingly. But he's only won what? Um, he's won two now in uh, 18 starts, but the, you know, the good Herb turns up. You know, he's going to run well, and he, he, he tries quite hard. I know he hasn't had that many wins to his credit there, but I'm pretty sure he'll run well in this race today. So I've gone 4, 11, 5, and 9. Tricky race, isn't it? $4.20 the field. So I lost my two original on toppers here, Miss Fabergé and Byron. So I pretty much got a free crack mm. at doing this race again this morning, and I've landed 
on Bowery Breeze, 8, 11, 4 and 13. Now, she wasn't a mare that originally I had in calculations. I thought she was a little smoky. However, now we're on a heavy track. Completely different story. So I think she profiles okay for this. Uh, she's got established form at Kembla Grange. We know she loves the wet and her run there. First up at Rose Hill behind Shadows of Love was okay. She was just poking home through the line. So I know her best form last preparation was out to the 1,800 metres, but I think 1,400 metres on a heavy track just offsets that little query that she's looking for a touch further. O de V, uh, she's always been a handy filly. Now mayor, of course, and uh, she was good there last uh, uh, I agree. Uh, Alicia Collett's ride there pretty much won the race. Took off nice and early. Uh, established a, a winning lead and, and hung on the finish. So she was only second up. Improvement to come. She's lightly raced and now she can potentially go right on with the job for Burning Need, uh, racing well uh, in her own right. She's a, a mare that typically holds her form all the way through. Maybe a little query, uh, she'd prefer a soft track as opposed to a heavy track, but I thought she was the, the runner to follow through the four pillars of all those here. And all Machiavellian, another one, I don't know how comfortable he is on heavy ground, but I like the depth of his form lines this time back. He's going to give them all the head start, uh, but he'll be hitting the line. That form reference behind Felix Majestic last start reads quite well for this. So 8, 11, 4 and 13. Uh, for Ron Duffercy, race five, <clears throat> five, four, nine, eleven, and Darren Flindell, race five. He's gone this way, four, eleven, eight, five. Brad, I've just had an epiphany. Here we what? go. And a This will be good. You never, I don't know. I'm probably sitting it down here. Never use a word you can't spell. I always <laughs> tell. You're gonna have a go at both. I just got a tweet. Tweet. I can spell that. Mars a bit in the in race one, Brad. Why can't Ooh. he do something at thirties? Yeah. He finally gets a wet, he does. and he just got held up a bit last start. I, yep. That person who tweeted me, uh, I think they're onto something, Bradley. I think he, I think he can do something uh, at thirty to one. I'm not completely against that. Yep. When I was having a look at the form again this morning, that last 15 minutes before I came on the radio, I made a note that the heavy track brings him right into play. And you're 100% right. He didn't get a lot of room there over 1,800 metres at Rise Tour. And everyone's talking about Touristic as a big chance. Well, he was only beaten, what, two lengths. So, absolutely. Mm. Race six, guys. Uh, we press on. And it is over 1,600 metres, a benchmark 88. And Andrew Hurley's got the market. Lock Eagle comes out, 17 by 13. Another one, 2 by 3. Won the Wodonga Cup yesterday. And Tarzarel, 17 by 14. Leaves us with King of the Castle. It's a $4.60 chance of being well tried this morning. In from $7.23. Kiss some. Rondino at 34. Our favourite is Rise of the Masses. In from $4. Now a $3 chance. Miss you, Ella, $8. Substantial is a $5 chance. 16 Secret Glimmer. Deficit, 550. And Jamboree down the bottom is a $26 chance. So back to a couple here this morning, uh, including King of the Castle. Joe Pride's horse is absolutely flying. Lukey Boy, take the scenic route on the way home, mate, and pop into the Jamboree Hotel, one of the best pubs in Australia. OK, I'll cop that tip. Done. Outstanding. <laughs> Old I'd just like to think, is any... Uh... Go, on, go on, Wayne. <laughs> pay for uh, comments here this morning because I'm going to start a business. By the way, this race is sponsored by Traffic Logistics. Uh, Brad, as, as you give us the map here. Yes, let's have a look at the map. Rise of the Masses, he goes forward. He gets control and hence why he's been so well supported. Jamboree, speaking of, he won't be too far away here in the run. Miss Uella can maybe hold a position, but Wayne, this is a very different looking race compared to the one uh, we saw there uh, when we were first doing the form with no Lock Eagle, another one, and Tazarel all being scratched. Yes, is it any different to a few of these other races here, Brad? 
Happy well, I guess not. Really. Looking, at, <laughs> looking at the market, it's been carved up, hasn't it? Who would have thought the rise of the masses would be going around as a $3 favourite? Oh. Uh, exactly. Uh, I'm really apologise for me. You look at my. You, you can see my homework here. There's never, scribble. Never apologise. I, I made that mistake once. Doesn't get you far. You never get over it. You mean make excuses? Mate, there's always someone else to blame. There's yes. always an excuse. Never apologise. But my partner hits back. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure yours does too, just quietly. Yes, exactly. I'm scared. And that comes from a father. So <laughs> he would know. Oh. Substantial for you here? I do. I've gone uh, substantial. I just thought the two runs back from being good down uh, the runs in Melbourne, come back around this way going. It's one go on the heavy track for uh, Dismal, but uh, soft track form's pretty good. And um, I think for him to be running him here on this track today, uh, I think they, they're pretty sure they can run well and he's kept well on the market. Rise of the Masses, I totally agree with Brad there. I didn't have it uh, that far up coming into this, but... Um, one on heavy track, been placed on the heavy, and um, not that many goes on a soft track. So, yeah, I was going to go forward. It'll go forward, and um, that young Hieronymus, we know what he's like when you get to the front, and I think it's going to run very, very well here from a good draw. It's got to be interesting to see um, a couple of the, you've probably noticed, they've been getting out in the middle of the track for some reason, like, mm. and the inside of the track hadn't been used. So I think uh, it's going to be interesting to watching the first couple of races here today and see. And quite often that's pace related too, isn't it? You know, as you'd know. Yeah. Look, Deficit's um, ran home to run very good second behind Lock Eagle the other day. His sectionals were very, very good. And um, he's not that great on the heavy track from looking at his form, but his soft track's good. He's been placed on the on the heavy, and so I've got to throw him in the numbers. And then I go to Miss Uella, query horse, former American. I started a favourite nearly every time I went around. I was laughed four runs over there at Gulfstream Park. They were on synthetic tracks. So um, did go around here on a soft seven in uh, the Queen of the South at Morbidville back in May. And um, it's changed stables now with Mara Eustace here in uh, the Warwick Farm stable. And formerly with um, Mick Price and Mick Kent Jr. So... I think with the wet track, we've just got a, got a query with her, but at this moment I'll throw her in there. So I've gone 9, 7, 11 and 8. Yeah, I didn't really know what to do with this race. I'm left with Rise of the Masses. Uh, forgive run there at Flemington last time out. The way the track played, it wasn't You're suiting You're potting the those, price. You're tipping it. suiting those on paces. I know, I know, which says everything about where I'm at in terms of trying to understand uh, this, this particular race now that we've lost these favourites. But... He gets control. Uh, when he was two, he loved the heavy tracks. I thought he was great first up, winning at Warwick Farm. Second up, he was good in a hot race there behind Sequestered, and then last up, excuses. So he's the way I've gone. But as you say, Luke, that caveat is $3. I think that's rock bottom odds. So, yeah, for the time being, uh, I am with him. So when you're looking at the dangers, at least the dangers I've got pegged here on paper, 9, 11 and 3, 9 substantial, 11 deficit and 3 king of the castle, they're, they're all capable on soft ground, but they've all got queries on genuine heavy tracks. So substantial, no knock in terms of how well he's going. Uh, his two runs there in Melbourne have been great and third up mile looks perfect. 11 deficit, nobody missed his run behind Lock Eagle there last time out. Uh, he does have a history of improving second up, but can he get through the heavy conditions and 3 king of the castle. So he's bound to be popular here uh, given he is on the quick backup quick backup wet track and back in journey a lot of ticks there however how comfortable is he on heavy ground uh, he's another one that probably prefers it soft so for the time being seven nine eleven and three but i had a terrible time with that race
Brad Gray is greyed up. Mm. Wayne, he's greyed up. I don't have any well, greys just yet. It's in between black and white, isn't it? So <laughs> it's a grey area. <laughs> Ron Duffersey, uh, race six, nine, three, eleven, and seven. And Darren Flindell, race six, he is seven, nine, three, and eleven. We're going to kick on here. We're not going to break for the quality legs, Wayne. We're just going to get straight into them. Now, you're going beautifully here. We've only got one job for this preview. All we've got to do is get out by 9 o'clock. Oh, OK. Because TV land, they just can't wait to get my lid off television and go to their Today's Tips where they do their other programming. So that's our only job. You sure about that? Can we handle You've it? You've been told? I've been told. Wait, mate, you Ratings go down when my mug's on there. I'm a radio <laughs> man now. I'm a race caller. No one's meant to see me. But we've got the jumbo coffee here now. You got one. So You're I'm worried. I might over race for the rest of the preview. <laughs> <laughs> there could be a swab at the end of it. Oh, yes. They're at race number seven. 1,600 metres. It's the feature punters. This is the gong. $1 million. One last year by Ria Dini and Hurls. You've got the market for us. Yeah, look, we've got a few scratchings, but it's not knocking the market around too much because they're not as significant as some of the other races. Cepheus comes out, 3 by 3 2 cents to win, Kerwin's Lane. Banju, 0, 3 by 5 Spangler. Superium, super helpful, 0. And I've been trying, 2 by 1 Leaves us up the top with new mandate. It's a $19 chance. Ossipanko is $3 and has held favouritism since the market opened. We've got... $14 for Surf Dancer. Uh, 26 Skyman Palmetto is a $23 chance. Communist $12. Detonated Jack $4.40. $7 Waterford. 23 Wild Planet. 41 Art Cadeau. 21 Wicklow. Cuban Royale is a $34 chance. And we go down to Lock Eagle is a $10 chance. Now, a couple of interesting things here. As I said, the Scratchings haven't knocked the market out of shape too much, but there's a lot of runners here that actually do have heavy form. So, um, you know, some races you think, oh, all this thing's not going to go to the yard or what have you, but uh, a lot of these have won and at least placed in the heavy track. It's going to be a spectacle here. I imagine there's seven or eight of them stretched, stretched across the track there at the top of the straight, and they'll be fighting it out at the finish. But speed-wise, we've lost Banjo, our designated leader. I think that opens the door for an aggressive ride from Surf Dancer to carve across Palmetto. I think gets a an aggressive ride in the early stages. Communists won't be too far away. Wild Planet from Barrier 1 and Skyman uh, typically isn't too far away himself. Just on Surf Dancer. So we've had four runnings of this race, and two winners have come through the winner stakes, this year being the Giga Kick and he's the one runner here, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him improve, particularly if he gets on-speed favours here, Wayne. Yeah, true. Uh, look, we've mentioned a hundred times. Just fix your mic there, Wayne. Just, yeah, there you go, mate. I'm a bit of an amateur at this. No, you're, going, you're, you're going well. <laughs> well, that's got a good head for radio. You're, you're with the class here, aren't you? True. Pinko. Yeah. You keep coming back. I know we keep saying, what, look at his form. Um, he is, uh, what, just over a length and so behind Fangirl in the winks. Um, two and a half lengths, under two lengths behind Mr. Brightside and the Memsey Maccabi Diva. And last run in the Turnbull, he used to race. Things weren't right. And then after that, I think he's been set for the Golden Eagle and he uh, had a few dramas. I think he had a lameness issue. So he's had that freshen up, which I think is probably a good thing. As Brad mentioned um, on a couple of occasions too, he he's a horse that... Um, you don't think Chris Waller would have been pursuing 
coming here yeah. if he thinks there's a drama. He's had a barrier trial. Uh, it's been seven weeks since he's run, but he ran fourth in a trial behind Iona Merck and Malkovich, and they were flying out front. But I thought, given a little dig in the rims, he'd, he'd have gone and joined them. So Blinker's going on him today. I think when you look, when Chris Waller had uh, five in the race originally, that J-Mac probably would have had his choice, but a couple of them didn't have his weight for a start. But if I think if they'd just said to J-Mac, what would you ride? I think he'd say also Penko. Like, he's, he did run third in the Maccabi Diva behind uh, Mr Brightside, and that was a terrific run there too. So he's got the class. Got the class. Wet track, he's one on the heavy, one on the soft. Blinker's gone today. I think uh, oh, I can't go around him. Detonator Jack looks to be the danger. He's uh, He's got very good soft track form. He's been placed on the heavy. His runs have been terrific of late. Good third in the five diamonds. Um, he was placed in the diamond prelude before that. And it's had blinkers going him today too. So he, his runs have been very, very good. Waterford I've thrown in. I just thought his run in that five diamonds was quite good. He covered a bit of ground. Um, he just kept coming to the line, which he's done all prep. He's run, he hasn't won, but he's been in the placings. And um, looking at his wet track form, one on the heavy, one on the soft, I think um, he's sort of down around the mid-weights there. And Lock Eagle now, he's got in there. I had him tipped in the other race, and we all know how lucky Chris Lees is. If, if he's listening, he'll shoot me when, I'm, when I see him next. Good wet track form, 52 on his back. So he's a weighted horse for me in the race. And um, he'll, he'll have supporters. He'll, I think he'll, he'll be a shortener coming up to the race. But... Um, Reese Jones rides out the lightweight. Maybe needs a bit of luck from that outside draw, but with the scratchings comes in a little bit there. But I'm with Ozpenko. I'm with a favourite. I've gone 3, 9, 11 and 18. Yeah, I'm also with him. 3, 18, 9 and 8. Uh, he's one for Harry Hindsight's out there, isn't he? Ozpenko, we'll only know after the race, but whichever way he goes, it's going to seem obvious after the fact. If he wins, you say, well, he's the best horse in the race. He's a group one weight for age horse. And he's got fallen through the best 2,000 metre, 1,600 metre horses in the country. If he loses, it's easy to then say, well, how did they bet $3 about a horse who was seven weeks between runs off a setback? I'm leaning towards that I think he is right. Chris Waller, we know how he trains. Uh, he tends to err on the side of caution. And if he's happy to run this horse uh, and on the heavy track, uh, that says to me that he's absolutely humming. So we've seen him since he was scratched there in the Golden Eagle at the trials. And he looked lovely, didn't he? Just cruising through the line. So if he's half up to his best form, uh, I think he takes care of these. 18, Lock Eagle, now he's in the field. Uh, I've shot him right up the numbers. I agree with Wayne in that 52 kilos. No weight on his back, wet track, he loves it, and he comes off a dominant win there at Randwick. Everything fell into his lap, uh, but he delivered, winning by 2.7, uh, and he had plenty on those. Nine detonated Jack, back in trip, but that's offset by the fact they're on a heavy track, and he profiles well, he's holding his form, just finding it hard to break through at the moment, but he gets his chance today, and I thought Communist had a sneaky little hope as well. Didn't know what to make of his first three runs back, but there were signs of life there in the Golden Eagle last time out. Uh, he was wide, he was working, and he was only beaten 2.8, and 2.8, in a golden eagle reads well for this three eighteen nine and eight the Illawarra Mercury Gong and Ron Duffercy is 9-3-11-8 with his numbers. Darren Flindell, 3-9-11-18. Also Penko for Darren on top as we go down to race number eight, which is the Warra. Open over the 1,000 metres, Hurls. 
Yeah, and we'll go through the scratchings again here and the deductions for Malkovich, 9x9, nine 4x5 nine, four for Cannonball, hard to say, 5x5, five 3x2 five, on the lead. Matile, one cent to win, and Shelby, 66, is staying home, zero deduction. All right, 11-11 eleven, eleven up the top, 18-21, to 21, Athelric, 14-16, to 16, $8 Bacchanalia. Dragonstone's our favourite, but very well tried this morning, 460 into 370. Recommendation, 850 to 950. Insurrection 550 to 440, 9 to 950 quick tempo. Brudnell very solid at $4.80. And then we go to Dehorn Unicorn, stable mate to Dragonstone. It's a $13 chance. And one of the better back runners today has been Dragonstone, 460 into 370. He loves it, wet Dragonstone. Good speed here, even without Malkovich and Cannonball. Insurrection likes to roll. Brudnell won't be too far away. Dehorn Unicorn and recommendation. He'll carve across and probably settle outside the lead here, that being Insurrection. Lane. True. Yeah. Oh, I've gone with Bacchanalia. I just think the uh, runs, uh, the trials have been very good. I think he could have been let go on him, but he probably wins both of them. And uh, he's run on the heavy, one on the soft. And uh, J-Mac there again, he's got some nice rides, ones that are left there, I thought. I got him on top. I thought the danger had come from Dragonstone. He's been a very good horse to me. I know he, he, they haven't won all the time, but he's been running very good placings. He's a great quaddy and trifecta first four horse because you know he gives his best. And with the scratchings of a couple here, he gets through the wet all right. And he's had two very nice trials come into this. And he hasn't run since running third in the show county. So his form's there. With the others, I thought we'd throw in Brudenell. Um, he's a promising horse coming through. I reckon this is his hardest test to date because a few hardheads here that have been there and done that. And the other one I've thrown in is number eight, Insurrection. He's, he's been around the money, and I'm sure he'll run, well, again, five, six, twelve, eight. Yeah, I've gone with Insurrection here, eight, six, twelve, and 14. I thought he had excuses there first up. He was beaten first up last preparation, and then put a picket fence together. So he'll do his thing out on top of the speed and look the winner at some point. If he's putting in the short ones late, look for Dragonstone. A uh, thousand metres here, nice and fresh. Originally, I thought a thousand metres might be a touch sharp for him now. Uh, he's a touch older, but a wet track offsets that, and the depth of his form uh, speaks for itself through a couple of runs last time in IMA, uh, Buenos Notros Argentia, Brudnell. Wasn't beaten far, uh, wasn't far from insurrection last campaign. I think their form ties in pretty neatly. He's got no weight on his back and the barrier gives him options. And Dehorned Unicorn, uh, he carried the big weight there last time out, so drops eight kilos and strips fit a second up. Eight, six, 12 and 14. For Ron Duffersey, six, five, 10, eight, Darren Flindell. 68512 with his numbers. We go to race nine at Kembla Grange today. The Elite Sand and Soil Benchmark 78. Andrew Hurley's got the market. Yeah, Emperor, which was very impressive last start, comes out 27 by 16, sparring zero, 10 by 10 squad. Up the top, we have got Shelby 66. He's not staying home because going around in race nine. Here's a $19 chance. 21, no statement. The Spirito is a $41 chance. Headwall now our favourite. Gee, they launched into this this morning. It's $2.90 into $2. Mabel 550 the six back to 550 Cecil Street Lad at $10. Acapella Sun 850 41 Kattegat. Chalante 650 out to eight. Rebel Dean 21 to 23. They are piling into Headwall here now into $2. No statement. Barry one more prominent certainly than we saw from your last start. Esperito comes across from the gate and Cecil Street Lad shows some toe last time out and probably finds another race where he can camp right on top of the speed here, Wayne. 
Yeah, um, Mr. Van Gestel loves putting the girls on this horse. He just runs so freely for no statement. But I know you're pretty keen uh, on a head wall. I think uh, I'll put him to the top of this now with uh, my top two tips coming out, I think, in this race. He... Uh, He's got form on heavy, soft. Not that he's had that many goes on them, but he's successful. He had two very nice trials come into this. I think Blake Spriggs only ride for the day, coming down from Queensland and heading straight back up to Queensland. So knows the horse very well. He's been on it, I think, since the day it was born. Uh, definitely got on top. I thought the 10, um, Sun runs have been uh, run first up was very, very good. Gets into a prep and holds its form. I thought number uh, sorry, yeah, Mabel, number seven, good fresh form. And Talante, just hope she starts doing a little bit of what we'd always thought she could do. She's had a stable change from last prep. And her run was so-so the other day. You could look at it two ways, but there will go five, ten, seven and twelve. Yeah, price is well and truly gone now. I thought there was a, an opportunity to back headball there early in the week when there was such a big discrepancy uh, between him and... Uh, and the favourite Emperor, but now there's no Emperor. So $2, I guess that's fair enough, uh, given the scope that he's got going forward. So Headwall on top, Mabel, she's a gun-fresh mare, uh, and I wouldn't expect her to go backwards in terms of what she's done first up in the past. Acapella Sun was good there first up, just lost touch. Stays at 1,000 metres, but that's offset by the heavy track. And old mate Shelby 66. I know it's been a long, long time between drinks, but it's also been a long, long time since he's found himself in a benchmark 78, particularly on suitable ground, so maybe the, maybe today's the day that Shelby can spark back into some kind of form. 5, 7, 10 and 1. Love it, Brad. Uh, Duff goes 5, 10, 7, 12. Darren, 5, a special head wall to beat 7, 1 and 10. We move to the last. We're fast running out of time, gentlemen, but uh, we'll get through this final race uh, for ABAX Contracting Hurls, race 10. We'll go through the 170 scratchings here. Healing Oasis is zero. <laughs> seven by eight, Peace Officer. Crafty Eagle, nine by eight, Mars Mission, six by seven, two by three, Dream Hour. Starman, three by three, zero, Cloudland, zero, Rebel Shadow, 27 by 17, Contemporary. Leandro, one by one, and Deep Snow at zero. We have got... I'm a Shelby, 5.50 in from 10.50 this morning, is off the back of money. 4.40, Daniel Star, Baltic Coast, $10. 2.54 for Cindy makes a favourite. Cliff House, 6.50, floating 17. $10 at Tarashuk. So Say You is a $19 chance. Most popular runner today, well, there's two of them, Cliff House, Tim Donnelly and Denny Beasley, and I'm a Shelby. Uh, whilst the favourite four for Cindy, but those other two runners have been better backed. Dollar-wise. Yeah, I think they come across from the gate with I'm a Shelby, Tarashok, first up 1,400 metres, but looking at the makeup of this field, he probably still isn't too far away, and Dan Ostar looks at your designated leader here, Wayne. Yes, uh, tricky sort of race, isn't it? The scratchings really uh, do change perception of this race around. I thought number 11, four for Cindy, I, I was going to go there. She, her runs have been good. She um, she handles soft track, one run heavy for a, a duck egg there, but I just think her form uh, is good enough to come into this and get through the ground and uh, a bit of an awkward draw, but I've got to go that way. I thought number five, uh, Donna Stars, come up the ratings for me with all the scratchings. Good winner at Kite in the last start. It's got uh, soft and heavy track form. The others, I've got number, uh, what I go there, number 12, which is Cliff House. I had a question mark next to him, but for Tim Donnelly to bring him all the way over, and uh, he's a good last start winner and had very, very good form through his last two preps. And I'm a Shelby. It's the same story here. You've got the Hayes boys coming over and uh, awful draw, but that might change by the last race. So I've got 11, 5, 12 and 2.
11, 5, 2 and 12, similar numbers for me, 4 for Cindy on top, the race has fallen into her lap, all of a sudden the barrier's not so tricky, uh, heavy track looks okay, uh, and she strikes this deep into a campaign, so she's rock hard fit. 5, Dianostar was good there last time out, has to find a, a touch more here, but I think he can, given he was only second up on that occasion, and he has some pretty handy heavy track form. 2, I'm a Shelby, uh, is, she, is he storm chasing? Potentially. I respect the placement here uh, of the, uh, the Hayes team, and there has been some support, and 12, Floating. A uh, little query in terms of how well he's going at the moment, but he could just be looking for a wet track. So 11, 5, 2 and 12. The best bet for me is race 9, number 5, Headwall. And I made the best value, race 2, number 7, our Orator in the highway. See you here soon, buddy. There's Brad Gray. Wayne, what's your best for Gong Day? Uh, well, he's in two races, Contemporary, and I thought they'd go this race, but I thought race three, number eight, Contemporary. My value horse is scratched, so I'll just stick with him, but I'm pretty keen headwall now that the scratching's in his race. I think he's uh, he comes right to the four. But, yeah, for me, race three, number eight, Contemporary. Good to see you, mate. Thanks for jumping in. Good to be here. Might get another run sometime. Oh, I'm sure you will, mate. Uh, after that first up performance off a win, uh, you'll be flying, ready to go second up. Yeah, I'm taking that from an expert. Thank you. <laughs> That's been the Kemble Grange preview. Andrew Hurley will hang around with me to look at uh, Cranbourne next. On Sky Sports Radio, this is Racing HQ. Hi, this is Dave Stanley. Racing HQ is coming to Mudgee to celebrate the Cup. Join us to experience the country charm of the Mudgee region. We'll be hosting the Calcutta on race day eve at the Oriental Hotel on Thursday, November 30. Then I'll broadcast Racing HQ live from the Ori on Cup Day morning. So come for breakfast, say day, and take advantage of free travel to and from the track. Don't miss Mudgee Cup Day, one of country racing's truly iconic cup meetings. At TAB, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1 to 6 at Kembla Grange, Cranbourne and Doomben, place a fixed odds win bet with the TAB app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday. TAB. We're on. First online fixed odds, win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Gallo's pies are the best pies in Australia. A deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom that's rolled extra thin, and a filling using only 100% lean Aussie beef. These pies are bursting with flavour. Hey, Gallo, Friday is pie day. Yep, Rabs, Friday is pie day. So grab a Gallo's family pie, add some mashed potato... Some veggies and dinner's done. Gallo's Pies, available in all Coles and Woolies stores. Gallo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Don't whinge and whine about the traffic. Think of the wine you have at home. A glass of Windy Peak Chardonnay. By De Bortley, of course. Here's the traffic. The Bingley Black Friday sale is now on. Huge deals on big brands. Head in store or shop online at bingley.com.au. But hurry, it ends Monday. Bingley, better living every day. Sydney at Reesby, M5 heavy eastbound at the River Road after an earlier crash. Accident mascot, Foreshore Road at General Homes Drive, affecting your northbound run. Brisbane at Coomer, an accident city-bound on William Boulevard. Also Audley, an accident city-bound on Sanford Road near Cranbourne Street.
And the Chemist Warehouse Black Friday sale is on now. Get an extra 10% off all big brands, plus half-price Blackmores, L'Oreal and Maybelline Cosmetics. Exclusions apply. I'm Luke Germain, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. At TAB, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1-6 to six at Kembla Grange, Cranbourne and Doomben, place a fixed odds win bet with the TAB app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Introducing the 2023 World Performance Car of the Year. The Kia EV6 GT. 430 kilowatts of power and 740 newton metres of torque. With its unique Australian-tuned GT suspension and steering, the Kia EV6 exceeds all expectations. Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever built. Kia, movement that inspires. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest, is having Australia's biggest Black Friday golf sale. So big it runs to November 28. Big savings on leading golf brands, like a two-pack of tailor-made gloves, just $19.95, save 25. Over 40% off Cleveland Frontline putters, now 112. Nike Air Zoom Infinity Tour NXT Shoes, $169, save $60.95. And a 12-pack of Srixen Marathon Softballs, $17.95. That's 40% off. Shop in-store or online at drummondgolf.com.au. Hi, this is Dave Stanley. Racing HQ is coming to Mudgee to celebrate the Cup. Join us to experience the country charm of the Mudgee region. We'll be hosting the Calcutta on race day eve at the Oriental Hotel on Thursday, November 30. Then I'll broadcast Racing HQ live from the Ori on Cup Day morning. So come for breakfast, say day, and take advantage of free travel to and from the track. Don't miss Mudgee Cup Day, one of country racing's truly iconic cup meetings. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see a local expert at Drummond Golf. Here we go for the De Bordley Wines Golden Rose. Zustar in hot pursuit. Dissident grabbed by Zustar. Zustar just in front of Dissident. 100 to go. Zustar and Nick are half the winner. Here comes the favourite Astern and the Colt is letting rip with a big run. Astern heads off Yankee Rose. Then came good standing and pending into the clear but Astern a big winner in the Golden Rose. Two rank top right down the other. Squamosa on the 100. Two
Interstate Form Preview brought to you by Bets Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bets Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back, Racing HQ, live from Kembla Grange this morning. We uh, switch focus now to Cranbourne and the Cranbourne Cup meeting. And I'm joined on the line by our normal panel of experts, Warren Huntley, Mark Hunter, Andrew Hurley. I'll say good morning to you firstly. Mark, how are things? Morning, Luke. Things are good. Morning, everybody. Yeah, things are good. Good to hear, mate. How's the meeting look? Uh, Pretty tricky. A bit of overnight rain down to a soft five. And, yeah, not a pretty tricky track, Cranbourne. It can be... On speed, Cranbourne Cup Day, so we'll have to see how that unfolds. I found it pretty tough, to be honest. Okay, mate. Uh, Warren Huntley, good morning to you, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, thanks, Luke. I'm looking forward to tuning in later on this afternoon. I hope you got your vocal cords ready. Are you going to be the, the guest singer belting out Run to Paradise before the gong this afternoon? No, oh, look, don't tempt me, Warren. I mean, I, I had to, I had to knock it back. Uh, I've been inundated with uh, the requests, but um, I'm just going to brush it this year. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it to someone else to take centre stage. <laughs> okay. Do everyone a favour, but uh, mate, we'll have the gong. Uh, that'll that'll get hit uh, as well a little bit later, I believe. Uh, Tanya Brown is hitting the gong this year. I think she's the mayor down here. Um, so, mate, it's always a spectacle. But yes, uh, that that song beforehand. Uh, we'll see how that all plays out. Have you found this cramping card, mate? Can you get keen? Mark's just sort of a little bit guarded, thinking it might be a bit tricky. We've been on weather watch, and and I had to irrigate the track. It was uh, getting close to a good three range yesterday and then had about eight mil of rain overnight so that's got it to a soft side the rain that's forecast to come is likely to be later in the day but as mark said it it can tend to favor horses on speed so that's the way i've predominantly done my form but then when you get races where there's really good tempo that can help horses be able to run into it and then that's complicated by the weather and and any likely impact on the track so i found it a challenging meeting a couple of horses that i've owned it on particularly early in the day i think might be able to control the tempo let's do it gentlemen now we get into the program and the first race at cranbourne today is due at uh, 12 10 that's uh local time and the market looks this way with andrew hurley hurls as i say good morning to you again talk us through it for this 2025 meter three-year-old open yeah, up the top, Warmonger is the favourite. Went up 2.15 Wednesday, $2 this morning. It's back to that 2.15 quote. 6 to 5.50 sentimental flame. Unquestionably, it's $5, no change. Hydrogen power, 5.50 to 6. 19 to 15 motor race. Desert Anthem, 17. 26 kernels ace. Zampagus is a $26 chance. 251 for Boxdale. And Black Autumn, 151. Short uh, at 2.15 is favourite in the opener, but one-way traffic. I think it'll Let's win. I think it's the best for the day. Oh, sorry, look, I think Warmonger's the best for the day. It's um, it's a horse that's... Mornington win was terrific. Went to Flemington. was a real sprint home. The leader sat up and kicked, and Warmonger did a great job to wear them down and win. Draws the outside gate. Probably has to go back. It's got some slow traffic in front of it, but easily the best horse in the race. Just needs things to go right here to beat number three. Unquestionably, a horse you've seen up your way. Very one-paced. No star, but looks the danger here. And before hydrogen power, chased a fast pace, fast time to get the job done. And two sentimental flame who roll forward. I've got it down as a doubt at the trip. I think one is the best horse. I think it'll win one, three, four, and two. At this stage, I've got no doubt Warmonger's the best horse. Just with the weight swing, I thought unquestionably the way he stuck on to break the maiden last start. And stuck on pretty well behind Zondi, who's a, a talented horse on debut. I thought he had a good chance of, of winning here with the. The weight swing, three for me. Out of one, Warmonger, who can certainly win. He looks progressive. 
His win last start at Flemington, albeit in a race where they didn't go breakneck speed, was most impressive. Sentimental Flame will be riding the speed, making her own luck and at least giving a sight. Won't be a disadvantage, I don't think, to be in that spot. And Hydrogen Power was given a solid test to break through last start. Looks like the extra trip will suit. Three, one, two, four. That's the first at Cranbourne. We go to race number two now, and it's over 1,200 metres. Three-year-old open, Andrew Hurley with the market. Yeah, Brave Mead comes out. Deductions here, uh, 23 by 16, and Holly Racket, 2 by 1. So knocked around here with uh, Wigan now, the favourite, at 235.50, Jewel Bay. Peace Treaty, $4.00. $3.90, extremely rowdy. Il Kubo, 23 61 King Ben, and Our Boy Bo at $21.00. Yeah, Wigan now uh, into 2.30, number right for Damien Lane. Warren Hunt. going with them. I'm going with Jewel Bay here, Luke, number three. Just look totally at sea down on the inside of the pack down the straight last start. That's the race that Wigan won, so needs to improve to be able to turn the tables. But the win here two starts ago over this distance I thought was encouraging from a low draw, getting to a nice spot. Going with three, head of two, Wigan, who can certainly win. Got tested out to 1,250 in the first racing prep, so back to the 1,200 metres here shouldn't be a problem. Six extremely rowdy, one well last start, and I think the overnight rain and even more during the day would advantage number five, Peace Treaty, who was impressive winning on heavy ground on debut, looks to have trialled up nicely to resume. Three, two, six, five. Same four numbers, just with number five, Peace Treaty, whose debut on the heavy track was outstanding. Uh, recent jump out good. I think it parks just behind the speed. It'll be strong here at the end of 1,200 metres to beat number three, Jewel Bay, who went down the straight, didn't know what was going on there. Uh, back around a bend, probably the first leader will give him a much better performance. Two Wigan, one well down the straight, just has to stretch that out to 1,200 metres and six extremely rowdy, who deadheated last time the run before would make it competitive in this race. I'll go five, three, two and six. That's the second race from Cranbourne, race three on the program as we preview the meeting with Mark Hunter, Warren Huntley and Andrew Hurley has the market for the Rosemont stud pendant. It's a small field of six engaged. Climbing Star comes out 14 by 12, 4 by 5. And the Chico and Grey Northern, 4 by 6. Revolutionary Miss is a $5 chance. $11 Frumos, Spanish Times, a 34. Kazoo, 165. Helio Oasis, $5. Presidium Arch at 13. 165 now the asking price for Kazoo coming off that win uh, there over commemorative first up. Way too short, but I think it's the one to beat Kazoo. It, it's, I think it'll get a fairly soft lead here, dictate the race, which is never a bad spot around Cranbourne. I'm not sure Kazoo's super strong at the end of 1,400 metres, but looks like getting an easy enough run to kick and can win to beat number five, Healing Oasis. Fitter for one run back. Uh, might even go forward, sit outside. Kazoo, stalk it and try and run it down. One revolutionary miss. It's going OK. It's had the three runs back from a spell. They've been all right without raving. And two Frumos next best. Four, five, one, and two. Keen on four Kazoo here, just hoping for a better price. Did drift a little bit earlier this morning, but back in again, just hoping that the price equates a little bit more between a, a few of uh, the dangers and her, but I think she'll control the race and uh, I think she'll win. Number four, Kazoo doesn't seem to, to mind having her run spaced and Damien Lane on speed controlling around Cranbourne's a good scenario. Revolutionary Miss might have just overdone it on speed last start. The blinkers come off, the winkers go on. I think probably takes a tuck in behind Kazoo here. Five Healing Oasis ran well first up, will strip fitter. 
and Frumos, who's going to be doing, I suppose, a bit of charging late. And I think the race might be controlled a little bit closer to the speed. Keen on four, just want a better price ahead of one, five and two. Dollar sixty-five at the moment. Kazoo, so we'll wait and see if she eases from that quote. As we move now to race number four, Rhino the Wrecker handicap, twenty-five hundred metres. How does the market shape up here, Hurls? Well, you've got a three dollar sixty favourite in King's Crossing for Danny O'Brien, and no scratching, so a full field of eleven leaves us with uh, Worthmeyer at the top. It's a seven fifty chance, but it's out from four sixty on Wednesday. Four dollars now, three sixty. King's Crossing, Yellow Brick Road went up seven fifty. It's now six fifty. Brilliant Venture, thirty four. Uh, Chihuly opened at six fifty this morning. It's into five fifty. Hurricane is a seven dollar chance. Eleven Lodbrock. Ballinor, 16, 19, Dictionary, Jumping Jaguar, 19, and Mogadishu down the bottom, 14. Pretty wide open market, but probably our best back driver here is King's Crossing in front of Chihuly for Bo Mertens. Going to go with Chihuly. I can understand the support for him. He needed to dash quickly, well supported to win two starts ago, and then didn't have any luck at all at Flemington last start, and he gives the impression that 2,500 metres will suit here. So, siding with five, Chihuly can understand the, the support there and you can play him each way. Five, the two Kings crossing. It was a good, tough win last start. He seems to to race well with that month or so but between runs, drawn to get every opportunity again. Seven odd block, I'm sure, getting up in distance will suit him. He looks a real genuine staying type, strong rider in Neil Farley, getting to know the horse is a positive, maintaining their relationship. Yellow Brick Road's been terrific since joining the Pat Kearney stable. He was good winning first up and then he's targeted a couple of country cups and he's been around the mark in, in both of those. He's fit and uh, he doesn't have to get too far away from the speed the way this race shakes up. And with five each way, out of two, seven and three. Yeah, Chihuly for me, I think it's got a great chance. Good win two ago. Against the shape of the race there at Seymour, went to Flemington and just had no luck. Ran ninth. You could argue it should have been right in the finish. I think the step to 2,500 metres suits it to beat number 11, Mogadishu, who bolted in here two ago. Last time did too much work up on the speed and dropped out. I think 52 kilos with a jar out of the track is perfect. Three yellow brick road. Going great guns for the stable. Uh, gets out to 2,500 metres, will run well. And six hurricane. Not that impressive last time, but the sting out suits. Gate one gets a beautiful cheap run just behind them, has got a chance. I like five, five, eleven, three, and six. Beautiful, Mark. Uh, those are your thoughts there, race number four, as we go to the fifth on the program, 1,000 metres, and this race is a benchmark 70. You've got an open market here to Reader's Hurls. Yeah, we'll start with the scratching. Zero deductions for sparring. Coyote is a 4x4 four four deduction, 14 by 13 south of Houston. Very bubbly, 5x5, five five, and it's my turn, 2x2. Two two. $5 the field here. Mamaragan is a 5.50 chance. Now, we did go up as much as $13 for the favourite, which is Midnight Charm. It's into $5. Um, and also Nazrari, $21, 7.50 into 7. So even allowing for those deductions, uh, some significant... Inward moves for those two. Eight dollars to seven fifty stars Barlon. Zoo Sensation nine dollars. Eight fifty Who Shot Susie. Luna Cat eight dollars. Five fifty Pink Beauty and Margie's Boy fifteen. Punners really not honing. Well, the early money was for uh, numbers two and three, but this morning not much confidence. Now, field job for your uh, early quaddy here. No real opinion. I'll go number thirteen Pink Bow Tie who. 
won a week of race one pretty well two ago, then came down the wrong part of the track last time, ran well. Uh, midfield should be strong at the end of the thousand to beat number six stars, Barwin. Coming off a break, I thought a recent trial was a beauty. He's got a chance fresh for Nasrawi. Getting into a suitable race, draws gate two, sits just behind the speed, gets every chance, and nine, who shot Susie, who's one of the two leaders, ran okay first up and will be fitter. 13, 6, 4, and 9. Thought Stars Bar when number six was a good each-way play here. Bit of speed come out with scratchings, but still... Enough tempo up front for big boy Stars Barwon to get into a rhythm and he'll be strong late. Six for me, ahead of two. Marigan, who was wide, stuck on OK at the Valley, I think settled in well to Nick Ryan's training regime. Seems to be racing consistently for Nick. Agree with Mark about Pink Bow Tie going well for the McGrath stable, hard and fit. And 10 Lunar Cat will appreciate a reasonable tempo up front. Will be strong late. 6, 2, 13, 10. Race 6 at Cranbourne and this race over the 1300 metres a benchmark 70 Andrew Hurley with the market another side the thoughts of Warren Huntley Zamborghini 12 by 11 masterful 7 by 8 zero deduction for in your hands up the top we have got Bel Air it's a $6 chance solid and been popular today this middle park also $6 $8 social conscious 16 bet earlier in the week $11 rumbled again bombastic boy 21 is it me $6 into 5 this morning. Villa, 79, 19, 34, Empress, or Empress Le Free World is our favourite at $4. Lovey May, 17, Russian Benefits at 23. Another head-scratcher for punders. Uh, $8 social conscious in from 16 on Wednesday. Uh, today, Bel Air's been popular at that $6 quote. I'm with Bel Air, number one here. I thought the blinkers going on, visor comes off. Jumped out well between runs. It was okay. It was okay in a stronger race at Bendigo last start. Had a four rumble again. Gee, she's been given a solid hit out in a recent jump out. I think she's primed to run well first up, although her first up record indicates that she gets better into her preparation. Is it me? He's a real talent. Number six, I think the wide draws are positive. He's still not the finished article yet with his head carriage and his racing manners, but he's got the talent to win in this grade. 11 free world looks to have trialled up okay to resume. He had a pretty productive first racing preparation. 1, 4, 6, 11. Yeah, number one, Bel Air for me. I think it's the best horse in the race. Uh, its last second at Bendigo was just okay. It's had a break since then. It's trialled and looked to trial well. It's got the blinkers on. I think if it finds its best form, it can win here to beat number six. Is it me? Didn't have the best of luck last time. Fitter will be running on. 11 free world. Interesting placement, first up 1,300 metres. I think it's, that's the outer limit of its distance range. If it gets a good run from gate one, it's got a chance. And then two, Miss Middle Park, who was okay first up, fitter. Just a sharp jump in distance to query there. I think if one can just find its best form, it can win. One, six, eleven, and two. One six eleven and two there for Mark Hunter in race number six. Cranbourne, race seven, two thousand and twenty-five metres, benchmark eighty-four. How does this market shape up, Hills? It's a good race. Uh, Gregor Limo is the favourite at three sixty. The deductions for just the one scratching C Speedwell or Speedwell rather, uh, two cents for the win, zero the place. So Gregor Limo's at three sixty, thirty four Ulysses, Holy Man's eight fifty, twenty one St Bathans, Vegeta Sand sixteen, Matron Bullwinkle seven dollars, nine fifty Shandong Burge, Flash Mary twelve dollars, a Fire Glow two at seven fifty, and four forty Glentaneous. Imagine, fellas, you would have to spend a fair bit of time on this race. Well, hopefully we'll spend time 
well. And we think that number 10, Glen Tanius, can win here. It's had the two runs back from a spell. First up was good. Went to Flemington. The race just wasn't run to suit, but ran on well. I think from the gate here, it's drawn two. Greg Alemo's drawn one. So dropped down on the back of Greg Alemo, end up fifth inside, follow that horse through. Bit of luck from the 400 on the tight track, and Glen Tanius can win. To beat number one, Greg Alemo, who's going well. Needs to get a win on the board, but gets a beautiful run from the gate. Then number six, Matron Bullwinkle. Runs back from a spell of being good. Gets out to 2,000 metres. Wide gate probably has to roll forward. And seven, Shannon Burge, who's consistent to struggling to win. Ten each way from one, six and seven. Yeah, we, our study led to some very similar conclusions here. And great to see our late great mate Dean Lester honoured with this race at Cranbourne. The Lester, named in Dino's honour, the inaugural running of it. And I agree with Mark about Glentanius, I think. He's been good this campaign and getting his toe in the ground is a positive. He'll strip fitter for that last run. I think he's got a great winning chance. Grigolimo's been unlucky and cost himself last start. The near side bubble chica goes on. If that straightens him up, he's certainly got the talent to be winning. Matron Bullwinkle through a different form line, but she was testing Foxy Frieda last start. That's a good form reference for this. And Holy Mans was able to win the race that both Greg Alimo and Glentanius come through. He gets out to the 2,025 metres here, but effectively on the line in a race that was run to suit him, he was holding the opposition last start. 10-1-6-3. And thank you too for that, uh, Warren, uh, mentioning that, the, the naming of this race. I didn't mean to brush over it. Um, mate, just give us your memories of Dean. He was a friend to us all uh, in the oh. racing game. And, and as you said, mate, this is just fantastic that he's remembered in this way. Well, he was as close a friend as, as Mark and I had and he's been fantastic to so many people in racing. I still marvel at the amount of support and guidance he was able to provide to so many people and just genuine friendship and, and laughs and, and camaraderie as well as perform at the level that he did. I don't know if we'll ever see another form analyst like him and the outswell of support when we unfortunately lost him just indicates how well loved he was by people who didn't even know him. I, I think in life you come across lucky to be a handful of people of the quality of Dean Lester. Privileged to, to have counted him as one of my closest friends, but um, like Mark, I, I think we miss him every day and so many things happen continuing to work in racing that remind you of Dino and great that the Cranbourne Club have, have uh, honoured him with the Lester. Beautiful words, mate. Very well said, Mark. Yeah. Um, a friend of yours as well and yeah, we do miss him, don't we? Yeah, it's just I had dinner on over in Perth. I had dinner with Simon Miller on Thursday night and most of the night was spent talking about Dean and memories, some things I didn't know about Dean. Simon was very close to him. Um, just amazing how time's flown. I think it was February 16 or 17 where we lost him. It's November 24 now, at 25. It's, um, gee, it's gone quickly and he would love Cranbourne race days. He, he loved the track. He loved everything about it. And it, it is great they've honoured, honoured him with a race named after him. Absolutely, mate. Well said. Uh, race number eight we move to now. 1,000 metres open. Andrew Hurley, talk us through the market here and Warren's thoughts other side. Well, yeah, we've got Jigsaw at the top. 7.50 to 7, back to 7.50. Generation $7 to $5. Midwest is the favourite, but it's out from $4 to $4.20 this morning after going out 3.70 Wednesday. Exeter, 51 to 61. Jungle Jim's been friendless. Went up 7.50. It's out to $12. Rich Fortune, well tried. 
8.50 Wednesday, 5.50 into $5 this morning. Shalaman, 26. 13 in from 21, Twin Perfection. Taunting, 5.50 to 6. Out from 4.20 Wednesday. Alicia Roma, 11 to 13. Really interesting betting race because we've got Jigsaw easily the most popular runner dollar-wise, but it's retaining its quote around 750, and then we've got a couple of inward moves at prices, including Twin Perfection. Oh, with that move for Twin Perfection, I might have been asleep at the wheel when the 20 odd dollars went up, but he was a revelation. Kept to a thousand metres in easier company, and but I might be around the valley, but gee, I, I thought he just showed that he's really found his niche as a thousand metre sprinter last preparation and there's reasonable speed in this race I can see him tucking in behind it he couldn't get into his favourite spot first up but gee I thought he still ran well and the minimum weight here I think he's got a great chance or just over the minimum weight with the 54 kilos eight for me each way had a six rich fortune she might have just peaked on her run first up a tongue tie goes on here there was a virus that went through Jerome Hunter's stable so I think time to get over that run and fitter for that run we'll see something like the best of rich fortune and I think the best of rich fortune is well up to this grade perhaps even a grade or two higher Midwest will give a sight right in the speed he looked his usual sharp self in a jump out and generation hasn't won for a long time it gets the visor off here from an inside draw should get every chance 8632 yeah, I'm going number three Midwest here to lead all the way. I think drawing inside Jigsaw is a big bonus for the horse. It can jump, it can find the top. Last year in this race, it tried to sit outside Jigsaw, it couldn't do it. Uh, first one down to the fence, it's going to be in front for a long, long way to beat number six, Rich Fortune. Run okay, fresh. It was a weaker race. It ran okay. It's Frida gets a great run behind them from the draw. Number nine, Taunting, should be first one down to the rail, getting every chance. And seven, Charlemagne. At big odds, is certainly not the worst tucking in behind the speed and giving last crack at them. Three, six, nine and seven. Brings us to the feature, the Cranbourne Cup over a mile. Andrew Hurley with the market. Uh, last start winners here. We've got uh, pounding at ten dollars, five dollars for just spoke. Went up seven fifty Wednesday. Seven fifty here to shock. Ascension seven fifty in from thirteen Wednesday. Charterhouse sixteen. Nine fifty to ten Ungawa out from six fifty. Lord Bladderstock went up ten dollars. Now twenty six. Sixty one Ryzen. Uh, Foxy Cleopatra, second most popular runner, 480. Most popular runner is the favourite, Euphoric at 440, and Bee Hunter at $81. Uh, fellas, question without notice. Pounding was well in the market on Cup Day. Only beaten three and a half lengths, but I thought it was a bit plain. Yeah, it was. It's had that. Uh, it's had some tough runs, Pounding. I'm not sure where it's at. Its best form would be very competitive in the Cranbourne Cup, but I'm with you, Hurls. I thought it was plain at Flemington and. Maybe the tough runs are taking their toll on pounding. I'm not sure what will win the race. I'll tip number four, Ascension, who at least you know it's going well. I've got a doubt on how a few of these are going. Ascension has come back from a spell with a win at Ballarat, ran well at Seymour. Tricky gate to overcome to beat number nine, Foxy Cleopatra, who ran fantastic first up. This is a harder race, but got a good chance. Ten Euphoric. Terrific at Geelong, good at Flemington, going really well, but again, it's a harder race. And five, Charterhouse, who was awful last time. Its previous form would put it right in the finish, so we'll give it one more chance. Just not sure where a few of these are at. Tricky race, four, nine, ten, and five. On with nine, Foxy Cleopatra. She was terrific first up after a lengthy break. She had some suspensory issues, but she seems to have come back well and 